On this episode of the podcast, I've got Kelly back on, and uh, me and Kelly talk about uh, her making cake balls, something she's taken on recently, and and she's been trying a bunch of different things, and uh, we always go over and see Colton and Kelly, and uh, and she always makes a a different variety of them. We talk about hunting and how she uh, would be more interested in doing that, and all the stuff that I've done with hunting. Um, We talk uh, about marriage and relationships, and and why she she asked me why we think uh, she thinks some of them fail and why some of them do great. Uh, we talked more about lessons learned from her parents and how those lessons were important to her and how she would she would value those and wants to pass those along to her kids and whatnot. So uh, it's a great time. We didn't end up talking about first vehicles, what it was like growing up, and uh, more so of that. And then uh, we also talk about just vehicles in general. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We're rolling now. Oh. You're back. What's up, Kelly? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. You doing okay? I am. Good. I'm working from home still. Uh, I know. Things have been good. All <laughs> things considered, things have been good. Those cake balls are awesome. Cake those, balls. You I need to start like, selling those. I don't, it's ridiculous that you don't. Okay, here's You're the waiting thing. for them to be perfect. They're never going to be perfect. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't like the term cake ball, but I also don't want to be like, these are cake truffles. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't do I that. Don't I don't like cake call, truffles. I don't know what to call them, but I feel cake balls cake, is weird. Uh, Cake balls. What else would you call them? Cake. Cake spheres. Boom. <laughs> no. Boom. What do you mean no? That's so much I, better than cake spheres. Cake testicles? I don't know. What do you want? Like, <laughs> Cake and, balls. And they're not cake pops because there's no stick. No. Yeah, so which that like, makes the world of difference. It, it makes does. The world of it difference. does. Those things are delicious, though. And the fact that you're not selling those is ridiculous because, like, you go anywhere and you get any kind of dessert and it's, like, pales in comparison to those. <laughs> those things are delicious. It's a work in progress still. And I, I don't think, I, like you said before, I should just do it and not worry about it. Right. But, like, in my opinion, they're not ready for. I mean, but, like, you've bought stuff from Ikea before, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, not everything's perfect when you sell it. Like the guy, the guy who started Whoop. Like one of the things he said mm-hmm. that, like, they said you need to start selling these whether you like them because, like, like, if you wait till the uh, to 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 till you like them, then or till you like your product, then you'll never sell it. My thing is like self doubt takes over. I'm just like, are these even worth? Who, who would pay money for this? Like, is this worth? I mean, every single person that's eaten them. <laughs> every single person that's eaten uh, them. Just I don't know. Just every every <laughs> single person that has eaten them. Those things are so delicious. Like uh, the one we just had. So explain the ones that you just brought okay. over. Okay. So the ones I just made were brownie inside of yellow cake with a white chocolate shell. Covered in <laughs> cookie crumbs. Chocolate chip cookie crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and you mix, don't you mix, did you mix anything into the brownie? No. Just straight up brownie. Okay. okay. Standard brownie. It was a very moist brownie. And then um, the cake itself, you do mix like icing into, right? Yes. Okay. Like, That's like the standard. It's exactly. just like cake, cake bat or cake, cooked cake with, uh, with icing. icing mixing. Yep. And then form it in balls and Dude, rest it down. I'm telling you, you can have so many different variations, like a caramel one. Hundreds of variations. There's yeah. so many different things. Yeah. There's so many different things. And you could sell them for like an understandable price. Like mm-hmm. like $3 for two or something like that. Like they're so good. They're uh, ridiculous. And you just make them in giant batches. And don't don't look at it as, as you don't think they're ready to sell. Look at it as you're keeping them from the world. <laughs> <laughs> the Valentine's yeah. Day is coming up. So I should be like, hey, get these val- for Valentine. I could. I really could if I wanted to. I just don't know if I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy making them or are you just... It's, it is a lot of work, but I do enjoy... Right now, I enjoy trying to perfect it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the way I like cooking, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, I make a good quiche, but I don't think I would start selling quiches anytime <laughs> soon. But, right. But ca- I think quiche and, ca- quiche and cake balls are, like, two different kind of things, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could just throw, throw it out there and just see what kind of bites to get back. You know, so. Bro, just start selling them for just 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 for fun, just just for just, fun. Just, to, just, just, just just so that people can get them who couldn't make them themselves. Because I would totally buy those for a party. I'm just thinking about the negative sides of like someone complaining about them, or someone <laughs> having a food allergy and then trying to sue me, or something like that. That's why you sell them to people you know, <laughs> and you do it. You do it. You start out small and do it like an entrepreneurial type thing, and then you just do it. I literally think just by word of mouth, word those of things mouth. would those things would start selling like crazy. It'd be, it'd be it'd be interesting and it'd be really fun. I just don't want it to like take over my life in any way. Like I'm, I got other other things going on as far as my other other side of my career yeah. and whatnot. So yeah, but that would be good side money. It would be great time. And you can turn people down if they if they request them like, oh, you know, true. I'm just not at a point right now where I can do that. So And they'd offer more money because they're desperate for them because they're so delicious. Potentially. And then you can still <laughs> turn it down. You know? <laughs> you have options. But those things are really delicious and I really think you should start selling them. And I, I know at least two people in this room out of the three of us would uh, would agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, they're delicious. But you know. It, it it's too it's like one of those things, would you want to do it for forty hours a week? You know what I mean? Because, like, like, I enjoy woodworking, but if I had to, like, or I say woodworking, like, making tables, like, the table that we're on, and, you know, helping, you know, building that shoe rack thing for Cody and whatnot, but it's just, if I had to do it for 40 hours a week, it would get really old really quick. So, I like doing it as, like, a occasional thing. And that's the thing, too. I don't want to lose passion for it, you know, by, like, just, yeah. Yeah. Like, I like making those little trays, the little pocket dump trays where you put all your keys and wallet and stuff into but I couldn't imagine just making those by, like, the boatload. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I think there's, like, a, a sweet spot where I, maybe if I made, like, one or two a week or something like that for fun. or I, I just don't want – I don't want it to feel like a job. Exactly. I want it to be something fun. Like, like this podcast doesn't feel like a job to me. Yeah. I super enjoy having these conversations. and If you were expected by a regular audience, your fans, to do your podcast and you just, like, weren't feeling it that day, you you're, you have to do it anyway kind of thing, you know? like I don't have to. No one's no one's making me do this. That's true. You know what I mean? But um, the, the hard issue with me is that's, like – like I, I, I'm like the same way with the with the podcast as you are the cake balls. Like I wanted to be perfect. Yeah. And you know I had when I originally started the the whole idea of doing a podcast, I wanted to have a bunch of different guests on. And uh, being that it's it's difficult with during like COVID for me to try to be around people that I'm not normally around. And mm-hmm. the only reason that I'm like rotating people pretty much, and the reason Cody was on twice, and now you're on twice, and I'll probably have Colton on a second time. And you know, and you know, the, the short span of podcasts we've done. Is like I'm just so worried that like I'll have somebody in here that I want to have on and you know it's not somebody I normally see so Definitely. just trying to be cautious but but I feel like it's important to get those reps in. I agree. I feel like the more of them I do, the better I'll get at it. Mm-hmm. I agree. So yeah, one of the quotes that I want to get put up in here is um, you don't have to be you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. I like that. So that's the way I view the the cake ball thing. I like, like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. So if you wanted to get better, you just gotta. Keep putting in those reps. Yeah. Yep. You think about like like working out. You weren't the greatest at it when you first started. You just you learn more about it. You do more. You experience more. That's it. You know. I agree. I'd like to. Right now, all I do is just basic meltdowns and chocolate chips, and they say that's not the ideal way to freaking melt chocolate. Listen, listen. 
Don't whatever you're doing, don't mess with it. It's so good. I mean, to get serious with it, like they talk about like tempering chocolate and this and that, and I'm just like, that's a lot. How about you just make what people like? Keep rolling with it. I guess. Don't don't look what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they say like. Don't well, conform. Do what do what you they like. They say tempering down chocolate is it makes it better overall, just better quality chocolate. Uh, I'm no chocolatier, <laughs> but I think what you made has been pretty delicious. I think you should um, look into uh, to doing like a little party or something like that. Mm. Have like a bunch of people over and just make a bunch of them and just just you know gauge you the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just do like several different kinds. Do like you know I'm chocolate imagine. the chocolate with peanut butter one. Ugh. Uh. Mm. I've thought about it like often. I got cold over there salivating. I know it. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. We just had some, so it kind of like helped the uh, the need for it right now. So that's good. Yeah, but do it. Do it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to pressure you into doing something you don't want to do. But no. but but those those things are delicious, and I don't want you to feel like they're not perfect because I don't. When I ate those, the only thing that I would even said is they're just crumbly. Mm-hmm. But like. That doesn't even, like, that's not even, that's that's not a negative thing. It's just, like, I need to have a plate prepared or my hand underneath me while I eat it. Like, I was not mad about it whatsoever. Thank you. So, do it. I'm telling you. They're amazing. And then those tamales. I'm telling you. That recipe was awesome. First first time trying it, it was a ton of work. Mad respect to people who make them on a regular basis. That is rough. So, I'm telling you, Danny's mom, when when she makes tamales... She makes just gobs of them. Mm-hmm. And she's got that giant pot. She's got that propane burner that she has to use outside mm-hmm. to power that pot. I'm yeah. telling you. It's a whole... And she makes... She has this big old like pot mm-hmm. that she puts on top of her uh, stovetop. And now when she cooks it just... Uh, that's where she cooks the meat. Mm-hmm. And then she has this big bowl where she makes the, the, the dough. The dough. That's Not the second, the flour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have recruits to help with the rolling process. So it's, it's just all me. It just... I, I, how many hours was it that I spent? Yeah. Well, you could just like, yeah, oh yeah, you spent like the whole day because we were watching. That was the day we were watching yeah. this fight. Yeah. Seven hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you you could uh, like make the uh, make the meat on like one day like her mom does, mm-hmm. and then and then whenever you're ready to actually like make the tamales, make the tamales, and then yeah, you know it doesn't take long to steam them. I don't think. No, I think that's like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, that's what it's what it called for. So. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. Um, shout out to. Josh Weissman is the, sh- the chef I watch on YouTube. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I, I love him. And I followed his recipe on how to make that. And people were claiming in his comments that it was like super authentic and everything. So I followed it like to the team. Oh, yeah. You said you put chocolate in it, right? No. In uh, the mole? Uh, in the, um, mixed in with the meat while it was like stewing, it was cinnamon stick. Cinnamon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. It nothing was, nothing was overpowered. The cinnamon did stick through it the whole way. Like, you could, you could, the essence yeah. of cinnamon was there. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah. It so, added a good note to it. I like yeah. that, I like that, um, like the, the meat to like the Maseca yeah. dough stuff. Like that ratio. It was when I first bomb. put everything in the bowl to like mix it, it turned out to like look like oatmeal. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I kept stirring it. And luckily you were worried it turned, you overcooked the yeah, pork. Yeah. Everything. And I turned, I, luckily it turned into how it was supposed to look. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I was like, yeah. I ruined everything. Yeah. yeah. So. There's nothing. Listen, I love, I have, I think about, I don't, I don't know if you do this, but like if I'm getting ready to cook something, like not, so this morning I made those quiches to take the, to have breakfast with my grandmother and, uh, and when I was, like, going to bed last night, I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, okay, I need to do this, this, this. I'm, like, thinking of the steps. I'm, like, seeing it in my head before I do it. Yeah. 
and I doubt Daniela does that, but like I, I see it in my like I'm like so like last night I cooked the asparagus ahead of time and the bacon and nice. and uh, and chopped everything and ready to go. All I did was mix eggs into it. Like I have a whole nice. like process I work yeah. in my head. And that's the thing with tamales being my first time, especially I was like watching his video over and over again and like researching all this stuff like day like a couple weeks before I even did it. I was like, you prepped for that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, while. yeah, but you like as like somebody who enjoys. I don't know if you enjoy cooking, but I do. And I like do. It ta- it, I do spend uh, like like so I wanted to make um this is I don't know if you guys ever had it or not but I, I made a I smoked brisket and I was like brisket's expensive and uh, I didn't know how to make it and I heard at that time my landlord he had a he he had a smoker at, at his house and he was like yeah yeah you can use it and um, it's one of those pellet smokers mm. and um, it's one of the older ones it's not like one of the new ones where it's like all like fancy with like a screen and mm-hmm. and whatnot but uh, but it's still a good one. And he's like, if you buy the pellets for it, you can use as much as you want. So I was like, cool. And I watched a ton of videos on how to cook brisket. You don't want to waste the meat. Like, no, make it was a like mistake. $40 yeah. for, for th- like, I think of brisket. Not 40 I don't really remember how much it was. It's been so long. Excuse me. It's been so long since I bought one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how much it was going to be. But, like, I literally, like, I didn't want to waste the money. I didn't want to just try and figure it out. So I watched mm-hmm. videos of professionals doing it. And then I, like, I got a consensus in my head of what everyone was doing. So mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you know. Um, let it come to room temperature first, then put it on the smoker, you know, or, uh, you know, not wrapped or anything like that. And then after four or five hours, six hours, when it's good and smoked, then you wrap it really, really tight in tinfoil paper. Some people did butcher paper, which is like heavy, heavy craft paper, Mm. and uh, and then tinfoil again, and then they throw it back in there at a low temperature and just basically cook it. Well, I didn't want to waste the pellets, so I put the oven on like 200 degrees or whatever it was, like a real low temperature in the oven and finished it in the oven that way so I wasn't wasting the pellets and then sliced it so it tastes smoked and it was like perfect. Did you, did you guys ever have that? I don't think so. I, don't think no, it's I was wondering really good. while you're talking, like, are pellets expensive? Is that what? Well, it's like, I mean, it's just like anything else, like, um, like 20, 18, 20 bucks for a 20 pound bag. Yeah. That bag will last for a while, yeah. but there's no point in like doing like, like that'd be like cooking an egg on that grill, you right. know, like a pan. It's like, you just mm-hmm. use the, the oven will do the same thing. Because yeah. it wasn't, it was at such a low temperature that it wasn't even creating any more smoke. Mm-hmm. And it, because it was wrapped, that you're not really even doing anything besides just cooking it. It's that basically becoming an oven at that point. Yeah. So there's no point in burning uh, pellets if you're just going to be, you know, cooking it in basically like an oven type that thing. That makes sense, yeah. And then you like pull it out, you let it sit, and then you look at the way the grain's running. So like, a, you know, this table's got the grain running from left to right, and then you cut with the grain, or against the grain, I'm sorry. And uh, and it was just like, like take it and just like bend it, and it was like, like fell wow. apart. It was so good. It sounds magical. It was so good. It has like a smoke <laughs> ring on the outside. I make a really good brisket. Nice. But I don't live there anymore. I don't have the smoker anymore. So yeah. That's one of those smokers go for. That is a good question. You said it was older, though. Yeah, pull up, pull up Traeger or uh, Pit Boss, one of those two. See what they see what those are running, but they're not they're not cheap. They're not like I mean, if I I could a lot of people around here make smokers mm-hmm. and um, out of like just like metal sheet metal and stuff. And um, but but you can get crazy with smokers. The one of the best smoke, yeah. So seven seven hundred oh, wow. two thousand you said it was six hundred. Right? Like, yeah, probably. yeah. And those are smaller ones too. They make yeah. huge ones. Um, see, uh, Cody's dad has one that's made out of like a big 55 gallon metal barrel and it's literally got like horseshoes for handles on the side wow. and then like a lid. That's awesome. And that man, he's been doing it that way and like his own homemade smokers for so long. That's so cool. He makes the best things. So when we go hunting, one of the things he'll do 
he'll he'll like he'll leave. So the the worst time to hunt for us is like one two o'clock because that's normally when we eat lunch. The, you know, it's the hottest time of the day. Not many animals are moving about at that time. Most of the time, they move about for feeding and stuff like that. Early morning, late evening. So we hunt morning and the evenings, and then he'll leave at like one two o'clock, go back to the camp and start his smoker, and he'll put like a whole uh, wild wild ham. Uh, wild pork ham in the uh, in the thing and then or in the uh, smoker and he'll smoke that and then we have that for dinner that night when we get back we normally get back at like eight o'clock nine o'clock and it was so we'll have like pulled pork all he does is season it with like this really good rub that he got from a store and it's delicious it always great. comes out perfect he still uses that, obviously oh yeah yeah oh yeah he, he literally like throws it in the back of his truck drives it three hours to the hunting <laughs> camp and there's it's not like there's not stuff we can use we could like grow burgers and stuff mm-hmm. like that but it but if you grill a burger or something like that, then you get back to the, to the hunting camp at like, you know, eight, nine o'clock or whatever it is. And then you still have to go through and cook everything. Right. We get back and the food's ready. That's All we have to do is like pull the pork Perfect. and like put it on the rolls that we already nice. bought. Otherwise you have to like cook stuff. Does he use pellets in that homemade smoker? No, it, uh, I think it's, I think he uses charcoal. No, I think it's charcoal. I'm, not, I'm really not sure. Interesting. I've never really asked him too much about it. All I know is it's delicious every time he does it. But it's, it's like great. the cheapest thing ever compared to uh, a Traeger. See, but, that's the thing. Just figure out, talk to him. You know, see yeah. how easy it is to make your own and just yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he, he's he got like three of them in his house. Wow. Yeah. But um, that works out really good. Especially, too, because if you if, while we're hunting, if we kill something at night, then you have to go home and skin it. And then, right. like, there's one time when, like, uh, Cody was, he killed this, like, 300-pound boar. And, uh, and he was out skinning it and there was a kid there that had never, he's new to hunting. He was like nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old, something like that. And they were teaching him how to skin the hog and stuff like that. So they're taking a lot more time than if Cody just did it by himself, he would just, you know, dress it as fast as he could do it safely as he can do it. And, um, and so he's teaching this kid how to do it at night. We have all these lights shine up, and it was like ten o'clock, and I'm the only one cooking because they're all like Cody's dad was getting drunk with his friends while they're like watching them like cut this pig up, and uh, and I was like I was like cooking the sausages and stuff, cooking some, wow. some brats, but uh, but it's a great time. I'm, I'm super excited for Colton to go with us one day. I think he's gonna love it. I think so too. It'll be super manly, super super manly. Yeah, it's something you gotta experience at least once. Like go out there and do it. I, I really enjoy it. It's one of, like, my favorite things. Um, it's super, like, this is one of the weirdest things ever, too, because there'll be, like, a bunch of, like, really gruff dudes, and we're, like, in the woods, like, hunting, and, like, like it's very primal, and then, like, at, at night, because you're out in the middle of nowhere, we'll all just, like, go out in the field and just look up at the stars. That's like, so all weird. together, we're just, like, so gawking weird. at the stars. <laughs> but, but, like, it's ridiculous. Like, you look at stars here, and it's, like, pales in comparison. Yeah. Like, that's there, it's, like, there's there, you can see so much because there's no yeah. light pollution. The closest yeah. the closest thing to where we go hunting is a jail and a gas station. <laughs> so, like, there's, like, no light. There's, like, stadium lights for the jail, but the jail's far enough away, and it doesn't produce enough light wow. where we're at. So That sounds it, awesome. Yeah. Only issue is bugs. There's a yeah. ton of bugs. Mm. That's why I'd be fine going, like, in the cold weather. It's just, like... Yeah. Less bugs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's it. Bundle yeah. up. You're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, it gets cold. The last uh, last weekend when Cody went, he said he walked out to his tree stand, and uh, as he's walking, like the grass was like frozen. Yeah, he's like walking out like. <laughs> yeah, yep. Would you ever go hunting? I would. I was. I wasn't gonna be like, I'm going next time too. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I would love to go. Like, yeah. I, I know it would make. Would you joke. actually shoot something? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I, I, I sit here right now. I'd be like, yeah, I'll shoot it. But like, if I was right there, I'd be like, I yeah. Don't know. It's almost like it's almost like a religious experience. Yeah, just like yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Cause it's not like it's not like 
it'd be weird for someone to say they like enjoyed killing right. something, but it's like, like it's like I don't know. It's it's almost like like every time I've I've shot something, like I shoot it and I'm just like I'm like very like thankful that it dies instantly. You know what I mean? Like if it, if it dies instantly, guys, I don't want it to suffer. I want right, it, right. I want it to, to to drop right where I shoot it. No pain. Yeah, I want it to be dead instant instantly. I don't want it to feel any pain because like. I don't know. You have you ever seen videos like factory farming and like like the pigs and stuff and it's just a miserable. Like they know they're gonna die. Like they right. walk up and they're like they release a chemical or something like that that they know. Like they're they're super anxious when they get killed. And these pigs are like they're just like la 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 la. Right. Like I'm free. Oh, another day where I don't get eaten by a hyena or something right. like. And then bam. Yeah, and then and then they hear thunder. Or their friends hear thunder and Billy drops, and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, and they, they but like, the pigs are savages though. They they literally, I didn't believe it. So the first time I shot a pig, I uh, I probably told you the story before, or maybe you've heard it, before, but but I shot the first time I ever killed something. I'd been in the stand for 15 minutes. It the sun had just barely come up. It was light enough for me to see the uh, the feeder and everything, and uh, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like. Looking at the feeder and I, and they, they like they, I hear them coming like from like forever away. There was like a whole pack of them. They're super loud. Wow. No, no, not a care in the world. And they all come up and start eating, and I'm like, all right, I'm watching them, and like I'll pick out the biggest one, and uh, and I shoot it, and it falls right where it was standing. And it died instantly, and I was just like that rush of adrenaline was I just bet. insane. Mm. Like I, I imagine that's what like heavy drugs feel like. But um, <laughs> but so I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And I'm like I text because we always have a group chat going, and I like text the group chat and I'm like, hey. I, uh, I, I got a pig down. I'm, you know, I'm going to get down on my stand and go get it. And they're like, no, don't stay in your stand. And I'm like, what? Like I did what I came to do. What are you talking about? Stay in my stand. This is what I came to do. They're like, just sit in your stand. And I was like, oh. so I'm like texting Danielle. I'm like, oh, yeah, I killed a pig. Finally. I text my brother. I text my mom. And we're just like so excited. So you couldn't go get it because like, they, they just said, still... stay in, they said, stay in a stand. Cause, cause there's a possibility they come back. Is oh, what they told me. Wow. And I was like, okay, like that would be weird. Like I thought, like once you did that, they just like hauled ass until they felt safe and right. then just avoided it. They come back to get the, the whole group came back wow. and I got to shoot another one. So I killed two wow. pigs. And and I kid you not, I have pictures of like I took that I took right after each pig and the timestamp on each picture is like fourteen minutes apart. Wow. So literally fifteen minutes later, they came back. They come back for like the food. Yeah. The feeder. Yeah, they were eating around their dead friend because like like the way Cody explained it to me is it's basically like they uh they 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 think it's just like thunder and all of a sudden Bob just like died like they don't know what it is they don't realize that I'm sitting in a tree you know sense. fifty sixty yards away and then I you know that, wow. I got shot they they just they just know that he's not gonna eat no more corn. <laughs> So, I so. think if I could shoot anything, it probably would be a boar. I don't know why. This was well, there you know that they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, like, like when I see a pig, I'm like, okay, these are they're destructive animals, right. and they eat food. They're starving out the deer population. Right. Like a big boar, like the one Cody shot, that 300 pound boar with like tusks and like mm-hmm. that thing. It'll it'll like like if it sees deer eating food or corn or something like that, and it doesn't want them to, it'll run up and like scare them off and wow. stuff. Yeah, just they're, bullies and just. The but, they're buttholes and they're gross. Yeah. They're gross animals as far as like uh I, like you they stink. Which granted any animal living out there, but they're like running their mud and stuff and right. they eat everything. And yeah. if you walk through a place where they're like rooted, it's like destruction. <laughs> yeah. I would. I really would love to experience all that. Just see how it feel all that. Like yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. I put a lot of time in um, sitting in tree stands before I actually saw a pig and could yeah. shoot it. So if we, we, we used to go walk around, um, 
public property mm-hmm. and like you would try and like find trails and like we had like a specific spot on this big piece of public land that we went to and try and like walk around and stuff and hmm. it never and we i think i saw one but it was so far away and moving so quick because like out there the ones that are still alive are like the like you know they don't breed as much and the ones out where we're going there's a lot more woodlands and so they're like breeding a lot faster there's food mm-hmm. out there so like you'll see we have trail cameras out there and we've got like pictures with like 30 and 40 hogs on wow. it so something ridiculous wow. so a lot less deer up there than there are, than there yeah. are pigs taking so, over kind of thing yeah for sure hmm. interesting so why do you think you can shoot a pig instead of, like, a deer or something I have else? no idea. So I'm saying, like, why am I saying this? Why is that okay for a pig, not a deer? They're not as cute. They're not as elegant <laughs> and pretty. No. Like, a deer is just like like Bambi, but there's no pigs like Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I, I guess. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. I mean, it works. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've never killed a deer, but I have killed pigs. you never killed a deer? Mm-mm. Hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. You want to kill a deer? Do I want to kill an animal? We've talked about this in the beginning. I don't. Want, I, I think it is one of the most natural ways to get food. I think that that's like uh, originally the first time I killed those two pigs, I was like scared to eat them. I cooked the piss out of those things just because you don't know what's in it. I was like, so so nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's gonna kill me. That's gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. I was so fine. Mm-hmm. I was so fine after I cooked those things and ate them. And. Um, I don't know. It's just not. It's not as big of a deal in media anymore. I feel like it's like the most natural way. As long as the animal is healthy, and you can you can tell when you're skinning it if it's if it's got like a worm in it or something like mm-hmm. that. You just like that's just a whole waste. Speaking of worms, like I, I heard a while back about like apparently pork is notorious for having a bunch of worms in it. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many of them. They breed so fast, and they, they just like anything else, they can get diseases and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things that Cody and them ta- taught me is you're supposed to. Um, when you're cutting them open and you're like dumping the guts out, like you find the liver and you check their liver and if it's got like spots on it, then like throw it away. Wow. Yeah. Throw it. Like don't eat any of it. Yeah. We always wear gloves when we're doing it too in case there's something wrong with wow. it. But, uh, but I don't know of any that since we've been going where we're going where they're actually eating corn and, and you know, cause you're allowed to have feeders where we're at. It's, pri- it's private property. So, you know. So uh, you would say... It's pretty easy and clear to spot something you shouldn't eat as far as like a wild animal. Yeah, when you're cutting it up. Yeah. 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 Because you're, I mean, you're cutting, you're cutting the skin off of the animal. Like you, you hang it upside down by its, by its back legs. I, I hope people, I'm not freaking people, you know, like cut the skin around the ankles and then you like run it down to it, uh, like the middle and then you come down and then you run it out to the other legs and then you. Process, gross yeah. process. Right? Yeah, but yeah. you can see based on like its its skin and organs and everything if it should if you should not eat it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you, if you you'll be paying enough attention <laughs> and you're actually like in there in the thick of it. You know what I mean? This discussion's rated PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think we were gonna be talking about this much about hunting, but you know, hey, you transitions. Never know. I guess you never know. Transitions, yeah. but makes good tacos. Made, yeah. Made tacos. I've had, had, had it. I've had your yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I made a. There's one time I smoked it whenever we were at the same place with the smoker and stuff, and it turned out really good too. If you didn't know that it was like a wild animal, like a couple days. It's before. a little. It's a little more lean. It doesn't have the same like. Like if you look at if you go to a store and buy a pork shoulder, it is ginormous in compared to what you would get on a big oh, even yeah. even a big pig that you would kill mm-hmm. in the wild. Like that 300 pound boar does not have a pork shoulder as big as the pork shoulder yeah. you buy at a grocery store. That makes sense. Yeah, 
But like it's one of those things. Um, Jesse, she can't eat pork from the grocery store, but she can eat wild pork. That's if odd. the pork from the grocery store tears her stomach up, That's something's crazy. different on it. Hmm. It's weird, but hmm. she can eat the stuff from wild pork just fine. It doesn't mess with her stomach. Wow. That's why they keep oodles of wild pork in their freezer. They have a whole outside freezer. Wow. Some loud ice. <laughs> there was something you said you wanted to talk about. This specifically. is a huge uh, switch, switch of lanes, uh, different direction conversation. Um, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about uh, relationships, specifically like marriages. Okay. I want to talk about, in your opinion, obviously there's like endless amounts of reasons why, but like, why do you think marriages fail between people who separating the people who obviously should not have gotten married in the first place, you know, wedlock, whatever, what have you. Let's say, let's say they got along great. They were like best friends in relationship, but then I wonder why those marriages fail. If they do, I don't even know if they do. Mm. Um, I think that, uh, a lot of people get married too soon. I think that, I mean, as you guys know, you guys have been dating long enough. Living with somebody is not like, do you remember like the, the, the phase of your relationship? You're like, oh my God, we never fight. We never argue. Everything's great. This, that, and the other. Sure. Yeah. And I think people get married during that time. I think it Which takes I about two it. years before you actually understand somebody and, and, and live with them. And At least two years to fully understand someone. Yeah. Like I, I'm reading that, that five ling- five love languages book with, with Danny. And, um, and that's one of the things is like there's, I feel like a lot of people, they don't really understand that person that they're so in love with. And they think that, oh, we'll never argue. It's the most perfect um, relationship ever. Lack of investment. What is this? So you got... Most overlooked reasons marriage fails. You know the number one reason that uh, marriages fail? Cheating. No. I don't know. Finances. Finances. Yep. I don't understand. Financial problems. I don't understand. Because, yeah. because in most relationships, and, and I can speak to this because some of my family operates this way, so you know, I know some relation, a lot of relationships basically that act like this. There's one person that handles the finances, and the other person just lives. And so if that one person's doing a bad job with their finances... Or if the other person wants to do something and doesn't understand money, or it, it's just it's a team effort, and you need it, it's something that I think relationship wise you guys should do together. But it's okay. Um, Financial stress is huge. Can you imagine not having money to pay for things? So you're saying and it being Colton's fault. You're saying the person who handles the finances makes a mistake and causes bad things to happen, so the right. other person or they get in debt. I mean, think about. Think about most relationships. Most people these days drive a car that they can't afford to right. impress people that they don't like. You know, like they're doing all these things that just to, just because it's the norm, you know what I mean? Everyone thinks it's normal to have car payments, but, or, you know, a car lease or something that mm-hmm. long. And see, there's the, you didn't date long enough thing pulled up. Cold I 100% up. want to take that off the table. I agree with you 100%. If people get married too soon, you don't know the person yet. Don't right. do it. For and it's, sake. it's a lot of work. It's, yeah. it's, it is work to be in a relationship. Your wedding, you know, you have to be consciously doing it. Your wedding was too expensive. So, I mean, oh my why, gosh. why would that, that would lead, lead to divorce? Like coming back to the finances thing. Yep. Of, hey, you know, she demands... Well, it, it, that goes back to, like, owning a vehicle, or like a vehicle you can't afford that you have to make payments on just to impress people, to look like you have more money than you do. Then, you know, Dave Ramsey always says, look your wage. Like, basically, don't buy a car that's too much. Right. Like, Get people that drive Mercedes that make, like, $50,000 a year, like, brand new Mercedes, and they make, you know, it's a lease or whatever. I just don't understand I that. think you said it. You said, like... 
oh yeah, pay all this money so that the person you're never going to meet, never going to see again in the car next to you is impressed. Right, like, or your friends. Yeah. Like, oh, we're doing so well. <laughs> right. Like, no, just, it, I, you're making payments on it. It comes back, I guess it comes back to just someone's attitude, someone's view right. of the world. Like if, like you said, if they, they care about how they look, then they're going to, you know. Yeah. Well, you got to be a team player. Yeah. And in a relationship, I feel like the... The, it's like because you're gonna get mad at each other. You're just gonna get mad. You're like, I gotta walk away. You gotta walk away. We just gotta calm mm-hmm. down first. I mean, it, that's just natural, mm-hmm. I think. And then, you know, um, it, it's it's work, but you know, the good times should always outweigh the bad. And yeah. uh, you know, I think I, guess, I, I think guess. That, I think that you need to know the person and still choose that person. You know what I mean? That you need to be. To, you need to, to have the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, and still choose that same person. So I guess it boils down to that. Just uh, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. And I think that um, there's a lot of differences. So like, when um, I think the biggest divorce rate is in people that are like our parents' age, right? So like, that was when the whole divorce rate thing started happening. That's why I think people our age are waiting longer to get married. Um, and are, are so more heck or more um, cautious with getting married, mm-hmm. and I think it's because our parents they they wanted to live together, but they didn't want to live together and out of wedlock. That's it. I was just thinking that yeah. um, somebody recently asked me, who's like older generation, uh, asked about our like, current relationship, and uh, I met, I think it came up that we're moving in together, and oh, you're not married yet. So like, I feel like it was just a, a step mm-hmm. for that old age generation. Um, it's expected to do it, so like I, I guess yeah. yeah like that's the, a huge thing. That's like, a huge thing. Not not instead of instead of evaluating if you're happy with the person, if they meet all your needs and everything, you're looking at a timeline. You have to get married. Have to you know have to have kids. Yeah, you got to do this step, then that step. Right, right. And think about it. Whenever you're like first in a relationship and you don't really fully understand that person, you go, oh my god, we never fight, and you, but you don't live together. Right. Oh, they're so great. They're this, that, and the other. You think they're the greatest things since sliced bread. And then you, you decide to get married and then you live together after you guys get married and then you start to really realize who the person is. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, after you get married, you're like, well, this isn't, it's not you're not the same. You, mm-hmm. you, you've changed. Like, no, maybe you just know who I am now. And I know who you are. Every 13 seconds, there's one divorce in America. <laughs> that equates to 277 divorces an hour, 6,646 divorces per day, and 46,000 divorces per week. <laughs> 2.4 divorces per year. Or 2.4 million diver- divorces per year. It just gets better. The, list, the list gets better and better. There are nine divorces in the time it takes for a couple to recite their wedding vows. Wow. Wow. I don't get it. More than 555 divorces occur during your typical romantic comedy movie, which is two hours. Well, I think you Who made this. Over a 40-year period, 67% of first marriages terminate. Okay, I mean... It comes back 67%. To, it, like you said, because of the, the older generation, I wonder what the numbers are looking like now. If they're improving, they're staying the same. So so before Papa passed a week ago, they're the average, what you, uh, males, median duration of first marriages that end in divorce, 7.9 for females and 7.8 for males. Duration is seven years married, and that fails? Is that what it says? Yeah. Okay. Seven to eight years, yeah. I think it's because after the first two years, they're like, okay, this is, uh, I realize this isn't the one. I'm going to try and make it work. Five professions with the highest divorce rate. Dancers, bartenders, <laughs> massage therapists, gaming cage workers. What's a ca- <laughs> what the fuck is a gaming cage worker? 
gaming service workers. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Professions with the lowest divorce rate, farmers. You know why? Because it's honest work. (laughs) 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 Podiatrists. Oh, God. (laughs) What? Why is that on there? Clergy. Optometrist, agricultural, cultural engineers. That's the lowest agricultural engineers. <laughs> the lowest divorce rate. <laughs> wow. I mean, that has to be why marriages fail so much in like uh, Hollywood. Is like these people are kissing people, you know, on set and this and that. Relationships can't handle that, and then they fail. That's what that's what makes sense to me about Hollywood. Well, so actors so my my Grammy and Papa <laughs> were married for sixty two years. Uh, I hit I got his obituary over there, um, but basically he was married for six. They were married for sixty two years, and they had known each other things since like the second grade. I'm really trying to get her on the podcast once I once we release the podcast and and awesome. she listens to it. I think I think I'm gonna get her on here. Yeah, I think she just she just doesn't know what it is yet, so right. she hasn't she doesn't skeptical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, I need to like look that up too. Like just people, people who have been married forever. Like what what makes it work? I mean, like I'm sure you've seen different things. Like of people saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, Papa wouldn't argue with my Grammy." Mm-hmm. That's what she said when I asked her. I said, "What what, what does it take?" She's like, "He just won't argue with me." She's like, "No matter what I want him to do, you know, he'll get mad at me, but he won't argue with me. He just mm-hmm. says yes, dear, and and lets me do what I want to do regardless." And she's like, "I get so mad at him, and I end up doing what he wants to do anyways." But jeez. My papa was a very passive person. You guys never met my grandparents, did you? No. no. Yeah. They're, but they're, they're awesome. Grammy's very old school. Like when I told her Danny and I were going to be living together, she was like, you guys aren't getting married? She always asked me, what are you going to make Danielle an honest woman? I'm like, she's not dishonest. What are you talking about? And she's like, when I said that the other day, when she's like, are you going to make Danny an honest, or Daniela an honest woman? I said, she's not dishonest. And Grammy literally did not know what to say. That She was like, uh. That was one of my papa's answers, kind of oh. not not specifically. But my papa, he was he was very much into uh, those one word response answers. Wow. Papa, what you up to? About five foot nine. Okay. <laughs> she she was one time we went out to dinner. Papa, uh, where do you want to sit? Down. Like it was just all <laughs> in his obituary. It says he's uh, he's known for his uh, quick, witty uh, one word comebacks. That's awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. He's a really good person. He man, there he was like. He wouldn't talk a whole bunch unless you could get him, you could get him talking, but he was very reserved. Yeah. But then, because he wouldn't say he was quiet, because he would, he would talk. It was just, you had to get him talking. He was a good teacher, mm-hmm. very good teacher, because he taught at uh, two different schools over his lifetime. I don't even remember what he taught. He did teach, I think it was auto mechanics. Wow. Yeah. He, I have one of the, one of my favorite memories with him. So he had a, he had the a drag car that he would, uh, he used to drag race. And I wanted to help him work on it because I thought it was so cool. And uh, we went out to his shop, and he didn't. He knew I didn't know what to do with it, and he didn't. He wasn't going to be able to teach me what to do on it. And uh, and so he had a bunch of like loose like nuts and bolts and screws and stuff like that. And he taught me how to measure thread to see if it was coarse grain or fine grain or fine fine thread or coarse thread. And uh, and then he also taught me like how to measure the bolt head. And he had like a whole bunch of different buckets, and we'd separate mm-hmm. them out into the buckets and stuff. And I was just so happy to be out there with him in his shop. And That's room. cool. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I was probably like nine or ten. I don't remember. Similar experiences for me with my dad. Like, I. I Your parents I, live in Michigan still? No, they're here in Florida. Um, oh, they're like an hour away, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I changed my own oil. Gotta, you got to look at the microphone when you're talking to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, you always do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I changed my own oil. I learned all that from him. You know, things like you that. You drive a stick shift. I drive a stick shift. We talked yeah. about this last time. The stick shift. Yeah, it's my, yeah. It's my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turbo stick shift. Back up, yeah. son. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I 
definitely can appreciate uh, wanting to be out there and learning like that. So, well, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is what are some of the things that your parents um, tried to teach you as a child that you want to pass on to your kids? Definitely the car thing, hundred percent. I, I really, How to drive a stick shift. That's important yeah, stuff. Yeah, builds character. Dead sit on that one. I want you to struggle when you're driving. I know, I'm sure. That <laughs> I don't want you to just press the gas. It's too easy. I'm sure the kid, when he explained to his friends, like, yeah, my mom showed me how to drive stick, they'd be confused. It was like the number like, one vehicle. Those are like the number one vehicles that don't get stolen is stick shifts That's because like people, people will break into a car and see a stick shift and they're like, shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they're like, I wasn't. I didn't sign up for this. Right. I, definitely that. It's okay. a good anti-theft feature. I mean, I'm getting better about the home cooking thing, but that, obviously that's just built into being a woman. It's like I'm gonna pass there's no, like, down there's no like uh, moralities or anything like that that you learned that you'd want to pass mm, on. Just like characteristic type things. Yeah. Um, like, because you have a pretty good work ethic. Yeah. Like, the, like I, do you, I, did that come from your parents? That's the thing. I think so. Like, both of them aren't super high up in like the corporate world, and any by any means. Uh, right. But you don't have to be to be a good worker. Yeah. My dad was a firefighter, driver, engineer his whole life, but he says an amazing work ethic. He just didn't want to move up. He did not want. He did not want to be a, a chief because mm-hmm. it was just at that point it becomes political, and he didn't want it. Right. He didn't want to be. I, he wanted to do his job and go home. Very indirectly, I feel like I got that from them. Like they both had steady job. My mom stayed with the same company for like over twenty years like before I was born, and my dad had different jobs, but like it was so important for him to get to work. You know. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really know where my stuff came from. Like, like that. Like, I just care so much about not failing, and I don't know where that. I guess it's just built into me. Yeah. But. Yeah, you're very self-critical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, super. Yeah. So yeah, I'm the same way. I think that's important. I, I like, like, uh, like on the Joe Rogan says, and I, I, every time he says it, I agree with it so much. It's like, I am the worst critic of my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate everything I do. They, yeah, yeah, that's a notorious thing. Like you're, you are your own yeah. worst critic. So true. When I make food, if, if people don't compliment it, I'm like, must have been shitty. I like constantly <laughs> ask. I'll be like, was it, hey, did you guys like it? Like, Plus, it feels I'm so good. Self conscious about it. It, it, it. Also, to ask, it just feels good to hear. Like, yeah, it was great. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to do a good job. Whenever mm-hmm. I do, you know. Yeah. You know, if I don't do a good job, I probably won't continue doing it. That's like, right very yeah. much. Yeah. Right there with you on that one. Yeah. So I get nervous about learning Spanish just because, like, when I say a sentence and it'd be wrong, it makes me so bad. And then there's the things that they didn't do that I wish they would have done that I probably got to I learned a lot from that, too. Yeah. I, I learned a lot from stuff my parents did do that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things like... I, uh, I didn't like that my dad taught my brother things and... Just didn't care and, to teach. Yeah, certain things, yeah. Uh, I wanted to learn everything that Robbie learned, but... Right. You know, he just did his best to... Yeah. To get us get the job done that he was trying to do, as well as, you know, teach yeah. us about it. Like at the time when he taught Robbie, was it just more convenient than it was less convenient to t- teach you at that time? Probably. Is that okay? Yeah, I, yeah, I would assume. Not that he didn't want to, he just didn't. He just couldn't as well. Right. Yeah. Like when he, when they did the motor swap on Robbie's car, like obviously mm-hmm. he had Robbie there helping him and not mm-hmm. me, but you know. Like my parents, I love. I didn't have to say I love them so much, but like uh, I wish they would have pressed more on the college thing. Like I drove my son. I'm the, only, I'm the first one I think that I know of that graduated college. Back in high school, like I didn't know that I should be taking extra classes to try and get through, you know, my AA degree faster and well, stuff. to be fair, did your parents know that? Because they might not have. My parents didn't. They my, probably didn't. The only college classes that we knew of when I was in college was um, AP classes, which yeah. is you have to pass the exam mm-hmm. to, to get the college credit. It doesn't matter if you pass the class. I passed the class, but not the exams. I think you're right. I think it's fair to say they probably didn't know 
yeah. to tell me that. So I figured it out myself and I finally, you know, I went to, I guess I, I don't even know what drove me to go get my associate's degree, like a, couple, like a year after high school. And then I just took myself back for the bachelor's degree, like two years, like, I don't know, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Do you think college is super important? I don't know how I feel about it. Would I be where I am now without college? I'm not sure. Just having that under your belt looks good, I think. But like, do you have to have it? I don't think so. I, I think that that uh, I think college has a really good purpose, but I don't think it's necessary because it's like ingrained in you as a kid. Like, oh, they're not gonna. You can't act like that in college. You can't mm-hmm. do this in college. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Like, and it's just you have to go to school. Your parents, you know, hey, hey, you know, did you go to school? You're not going. You're not going to college. Like, oh, right. what, what? You're just you're just gonna go with a high school diploma? What? Right. Like, it's just weird. And I think that uh, one of the reasons I stopped going to college once I got my two-year degree was I was like, I am going to pass so that I can get a piece of paper that says I went to college. Right. I'm not going to learn anything. Right. I'm not I'm not there. I, I don't know what I want to do for a career. I literally had no idea. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to wait. You know, if I do go back to college, I'll go back. But, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to continue going and trying to figure out what it is I want to do along the way and paying for it. Because college is expensive. Yeah. It costs money. And Especially. I'm not trying to just throw shit at a wall and hope it sticks. Exactly. And I, I still, to this day, again, coming back to, I don't even know if I would be where I am today without college, but I never knew what exactly what I wanted to do. So I chose like a very broad degree. So same. same. Yeah, my, my associate's degree is like business admin or something. Right. Yeah. But like Colton, for example, like he knows he, want, knows he wants to work with computers. So he got a very specific like computer science type degree. Right. And... That makes sense to me. Go to college to get that. So, like, it opens doors versus right. what I did, which it may, may not. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mine was literally, like, a broad brush stroke kind of thing. Yeah. I, I just wanted to cover a lot of areas at once. And then when it was time to actually, like, I was so done with school at that time that I was, like, I, I don't – I hated it. I hated it so much. Yeah. It was basically a harder, harder high school right. uh, for your first two years. And I knew the next two years were supposed to be specific to what it is you wanted to do, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Like, I don't want to go to a broad business degree, because right. what do I want to do when I get done here? Right. You know? So, I just, just like, put it on hold, and, and I, I, you know, I had a lot of people at that time um, wanting me to, to work my way up into management at the, uh, the grocery store I was working at, and I just, I had no interest. I had no interest into, into doing that, and, but, but they all seemed to really enjoy my work ethic, so I was like, you know, maybe, I had one, one of, one of the, people that I, that I used to work with that I really took as like an influential person. Um, they told me, they said, cause they knew I wanted to, to get a, a different job somewhere, like an office job. And they said, you're going to do good at whatever it is you do because you just want to do a good job. And he's, cause Robbie worked with me too. And he said the same thing about Robbie. He's like, you guys, he's like, you guys are like a dime a dozen mm-hmm. or was it, is dime a dozen the right phrase? Yeah. 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 There's not a whole bunch of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and he was very, he, he didn't want us to leave, but he wanted the best for us too. So it was kind of cool. It's really, really cool. That that makes me feel good. Like, like I know no matter what it is I do, most you know, most on most things, I'm gonna do a good job at it because I I want to do a good job. I'm self motivated. Right. And I think one thing I'm going to do is for my kids. You know, just say like, I'm not gonna force you to like pick something right now, but like, don't wait around forever for it to hit you. Like, if you can't think of something that you can't, you don't have a passion for something, like. Try and try different things. Like, don't wait to try. Right. You know, that's what I was doing. That's yeah, what I was doing too. once I once I got done with with uh, my first two years. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm just gonna go try different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do and be and and try. Mm-hmm. You know, 
um, two different things. Like when, when my uncle Keith was on the podcast, he was talking about one, you know, his, his, both his parents, my grandma and my papa, they both, um, worked in the education system. And, uh, and he's like, so he knew he wanted to, to do that. And, uh, and he just didn't know what, what science, the subjects he liked the best were the ones that happened to be the ones that were the most needed. And so he, uh, when he went to school, he went to be, a, I don't remember what it was he went to be. I think it was a, I think it was a teacher or a science major or something like that. But basically, once he started working for the school, they uh, paid his student debt off because he was working. There was like two, I think it was either science and math, I think, at the time, that uh, that if you taught for those, because they were in such high demand for those teachers, that if you taught for one of those, they would pay your student loans. Wow. So that's what he did. And, uh, you know, now he's principal. and He's got a pretty cool job, I'd say, the you know, being the principal of nature's classroom. Cool. Yeah. So, so I think it's important to, to go and try to do things. And I feel like, I feel like if you do the wrong thing long enough, you know that it's not the right thing. You know I feel what like I mean? That's true. I agree. Like any job can be fun at first cause it's new and exciting, but after a while you're just like, I don't like doing this. I also, uh, side note, hundred percent think my child, Everyone, everyone has to spend at least one year in customer service, retail. Oh, yeah. What is it? Not customer service. It's a, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Like food service? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about, you're talking about, um, like retail. Yeah, basically. Re- retail, Just working yeah. with people. Right. Like yeah, customers. I would call it customer service. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a, yeah. You can learn a lot. You ha- Like, you have to. I mean, because then you learn to say stuff you don't really believe, <laughs> <laughs> and have a respect for like. Like how many times you told somebody who was just like a stupid jerk to you? Yeah. Like, something you're just like, all right, have a nice day, and in your head you're like, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. And you just doing that experience, like you would hopefully, and after that, never speak to someone that way because you don't appreciate being spoken to that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah, you learn a lot, and I don't. I, I I try to do it, and it's one of the things I want my kids to do. Hospitality. Uh, yeah, I want I want people to learn. Uh, I want my kids to learn. Um, wow, where did my my thought just go? Sorry. No, you're good. I, I want my kids to learn basically how not to be based upon how others treat them. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, obviously, you want to treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And if someone treats you in a way and you don't like how that feels, then don't treat somebody else exactly. that way. Exactly. And I think, yeah, a year of, of working with people would help with that. But I think the other half is just. Growing up with care, you know, your parents aren't that way, so I don't think you'd be that way as far as being an ass to someone. Uh, did you think it was beneficial growing up with a sibling? Hundred percent, yes. What did you? What do you think that that made you learn? Um. And would you want to have an only child, or do, well, do you want to? Well, I have... always thought I always thought an only child leads to just nothing but like a spoiled brat. But then Colton is yeah, like a it, strange, it, he's, freaking being. I, I could, you know, Kelly, <laughs> I completely agree with you because. <laughs> Most of the people that I know, they're only child just spoiled, children. Run, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they get what they want. They don't know to share. They, you know, they if they don't get what they want, they manipulate people to get what they exactly. want, kind of thing. And I mean, and then you show. meet Colton, and it makes no sense. <laughs> he's no like this. Sense. He's like a super nice person. I, just, I don't does, understand. Does he it. have tiny characteristics that show its ugly head sometimes? Like I can, I can see it sometimes. The like the manipulation a little bit. Like oh, that there it is. There I see. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It, but it's not nearly it's as... It's not near as bad as you... I would have easily guessed he has a sibling. Yeah. Easily. If I had to get... Yeah, it's weird. He's, he's told me before, like, it just comes from how his parents raised him. Like, they don't... They didn't just give him things. They freaking yeah. made him work for it. 
yeah. mad respect for yeah. his parents. My dad's work ethic that he instilled in us is do it right like the first time, mm-hmm. and then you're done. And he's like, if you do it wrong, if you try to do a quick job and you do it wrong or you don't do it good enough, you're gonna have to go back and redo it anyways, mm-hmm. and and spend that you know basically waste more time doing exactly. it. It's better to do it once and get it done right the first time mm-hmm. than to do it twice. Yeah. So he would, t- he would like if we if we were mowing the yard and we did a bad job or something like that, he would like make us go do it again. Yeah. And then like or raking leaves, if we did a bad job, we'd have to go back and do it. And, and the amount of times that I was just mad at my dad, it, it, yeah. But like, it, but it taught me and Robbie valuable. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's definitely something I want my kids 100%. to do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, don't just yeah just just don't just let them have things. Like mm-hmm. if my kid's gonna work for their first car. I'm not freaking. I had to work for my freaking first car. No mm-hmm. one gave me anything for that. Yep. I had to help pay for mine. Yep. Like, Robbie. Robbie got his his was my mom's hand me down car. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and they basically did the same thing for me. What have been three years later? Mm-hmm. Me, it wasn't a hand me down car, but they went and basically bought like literally me and Robbie both drove Ford Explorers. His was yeah. a '97 and mine was a 2003, so five years different. And because mine was a little bit nicer than what he had, I had to help pay extra on it. So and he didn't have to pay for his. So. But he did have to work for it. So, yeah. At the house. First, it's so. like people are just like, here's your first car. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cody bought his first truck when he was, uh, gosh, 18, 19. He bought his first. I think yeah. I was, I saved up for mine around 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first car? It was a 99 Pontiac Grand Am Coupe. Wow. <laughs> Pull that up, Colton. <laughs> Pull that up. I want to see what this thing looks like. White 99 Pontiac Grand Am. It was funny. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I it was sitting. God, at... <laughs> that is one it, of the atrocities no, of cars. Two door. Where is it? It was a two door. Oh, it was oh, a coupe. It... it was a coupe. Two door. Is a coupe mean two door? Yeah. Oh, sedan means four door, right? Right. Um, yeah, that car also made me, made me decide I never want a coupe again. <laughs> the two door. Oh there my it is. lord! There it is. That first picture. That's exactly what it looked like. Fly. <laughs> Okay, funny story. It's sitting in front of like a car shop with a for sale sign, so I called it, and it, um, yeah, I just wanted to call. My, my I called him, and I was like, I just wanted to ask about the car for sale. Like, how much is it? Fifteen. Oh, fifteen thousand. No, fifteen hundred. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> like I was dumb brass. What like, year? What year? Wait, how old were you? Well, I was probably seventeen. I seventeen. So, sure. so this was in nineteen eighty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This what, what was it? Uh, 2007, <laughs> and it was a 99. So it was it was so decently old. But like, so I was I was 11. I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, my story continues. So now everyone, if you do the math, tell old Kelly is. <laughs> Uh, what the hell was I saying? Yeah, so fifteen hundred dollars, <laughs> not fifteen thousand. Because seventeen year old Kelly was like, "Oh my gosh, I call, it's I so like, oh, expensive for such a crappy car." <laughs> hey, it was gold to me. So uh, no, I, I think I apparently that was freedom to you at seventeen. <laughs> I, I can go and do whatever I, I want. I remember um, I drove around on a permit for like a way too long, way longer than I was supposed to. Um, I don't know what, what was to hold up for me get my license. I don't know why, but yeah, like I drove around illegally on a permit for a while. Illegally on a permit? <laughs> like you're not supposed to be on by yourself, I guess, on a permit. Is that and the rules? You were doing that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know Michigan rules, but that's, <laughs> no, that's Florida here, this rules. Was, this was here in Florida. I moved to Florida in 03. That's right. 
Yeah. Wow. Um, what, what else about that car? Hold on. No wonder you don't speak oh. like Michigan people. Except <laughs> when you say soda. Everything was perfect about the car except the gas gauge didn't work. So I had to do the, all do the math every time for like, oh, I'm almost to 300 miles. It means I'm almost out. <laughs> I had to reset the, the um, trip meter every time I got gas. <laughs> oh yeah, I do that currently because it lets me. Yeah, because I know about I get about 350 yeah. miles per uh, per tank. I love that car. Yeah. that's nice. Yeah, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. All right, Colton, ready? Do this one. 2003 Gold Ford Explorer. No, not Ford Explorer Gold. No, I'm supposed to be. So you see, uh, no. What oh, that one? Is that it? No. 2000, 2005? Click on that, that one right there. Yeah. So mine looked similar to that. That's the nicer trim line. Okay. So mine had a all plastic bumper. That one's like half plastic, half not. I didn't have the fog lights <laughs> and stuff, but that's what I was bumping. I, I mean, freedom. 100%. That's what it was. Yeah. Similar to that, that XLS one right there that's for sale. Yeah, one, yeah. Like that. Yeah. But it was gold instead of... Uh, I wanted a Ford I had I had a sticker on the back that said zero to 60 eventually. <laughs> it was fun. I, I don't know. That's what you had, Cole? Mm-hmm. O- one Ford Ranger? A gold Ford Ranger? Yep. I guess you've seen, you seen all those memes, Kelly, going around recently about the Ford Rangers? No. Oh, there's like this redneck dude. He's like, it's a Ford fucking Ranger. <laughs> it's just so funny. And it's like all these different videos of like Ford Rangers just doing stupid shit. <laughs> No, I guess you got rid of that Colton like, right before I met yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I never saw it. Mm-mm. It was a good little truck. Yeah. It served you well. It did. Did you have the um window coverings like that one? Like the window rain cover? Yeah, the little thing on top of the window. Little, little plastic thing. Oh yeah. You yeah. did have it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they got rid of the Rangers. Did you ever see a four door Ranger? They don't no. I don't think they had them in the United States. That. I saw one in Mexico when I was on a cruise. No. Pull up a four-door, uh, Ford, uh, one of the older ones, because there's now Ford Rangers come back out, and they have four-door ones now. Huh. Four-door Ford Ranger. There was Ford Ranger. Four-door Ford Ranger. Yep. Wow. That's look cool, right? Those ones look like, they almost look like Toyota uh, Tacomas. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Not one of those, not one of those boxier ones that are like two, like that white one right there? Yeah. 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 It does. I see, yeah. Looks like a Tacoma. I thought it was a Tacoma, and I saw a Ford in them mm-hmm. when I was in Mexico. I was like, no, shit. I don't know why they weren't so popular here. I would think with how popular the Ford Ranger was, probably, seemingly at least, you think they would see more. Probably for equal space, you get a more powerful truck, you know, for the same. For, I don't. I don't know. I don't but know. Toyota's reliability is ridiculous yeah. compared to Ford's. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. My sister, though, I don't know what it was, but she. She never What's her had, name? Does it start with a K? It does. Uh, why do parents do that? Are you going to do that? Is that something I, you want to do I don't your know. Kids? Probably. Because Pro- <laughs> Cody, Cody, it's like Cody, Christopher, Christina, and Caitlin, they all yeah. start with Ks, and then it's like Robbie Ryan with R's. I don't understand it. But, no, she never had the drive, no pun intended, to get a car. Like, she just, I think she... she I got my, my permit the day, I went and took the test for my permit the day of, like, of my birthday. And failed it, and I passed half of it, and I decided to go back and take the other half, like, two weeks later. Took the other half, passed it, and then, like, a year later, I, I went and got my life. Like, I was so quick to get my, I was, when I was 16, because I wanted to drive to school, mm-hmm. was my real thing. That's the thing, too, was since I had my permit, after, I think I, for some reason I had, under the impression I could not drive it to school, because I didn't have an actual license. So, like, I, I drove it, like, half a mile away from the school, and then I walked to the school. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. I have no idea why I did that, but yeah, that's because freedom. Because freedom. Freedom. That's right. Yep. So. It was. It was so. It was like a, like a shift in your like personality when you got a car and could drive to high school. Game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
like show up to school. Oh man, I would just like park in the parking lot, like wait, just chill in my car, listen to music. Oh, I, I, that's, um, I don't know what. You could leave after school. You could call in sick. Like I used to, I used to in high school. I was really good with class, so I didn't, I didn't do this that often. But I used to do it sometimes. I would, uh, I'd have to poop, and I didn't want to. Our, our bathrooms were like outdoor bathrooms. When I say that, I mean like they weren't air conditioned. Mm-hmm. They like had no door. The doors would be like locked open, mm-hmm. so that, that way it would just be hot in the bathrooms. Wow. And uh, and our like school was like open in the middle, so like the wind and stuff would come. Basically, it was hot if you weren't inside of an actual classroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the bathrooms were nasty. Dudes' bathrooms in high school was just like, oh, we shit everywhere, and um, <laughs> they were gross. So I would like go to the. And I live 15 minutes from the school, so I'd like go to the nurse. And I'm like, I don't feel good. Okay, call your mom. Mom, I don't feel good. And the nurse would be like, is he okay to go home? And I'm like, yeah, let's go home. And I would go home and poop and just hang out the rest of the day. And be fine. <laughs> I never did it that. all the time. I never pulled that. I say all the time. I probably did it a handful of times. Yeah. Always called mom, never called dad. Dad would be like, he's fine, he can stay. So I always called mom. I remember one dumbass time that I freaking intentionally got sent to in-school suspension because the guy I was dating at the time was in, in it. Um, I, we, my sister and I wore pajamas to school just, just to get sent to you ISS. You wore wearing pajamas sent you to ISS? Yeah. I pajama pants got us sent there. I don't know what the hell. Isn't that weird to think about? It's though? weird. It is weird. They're saying it's like I got sent there because of like, but, you, but aren't leggings basically like pajama pants? Just like not as like, loose. This is back in nineteen fifties. So <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. That's that's just like so weird. Like, like you can't wear uh, like like remember that it was like for us it was like Thin. a three inch yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're strapped. Mm-hmm. Like guys couldn't wear them at all. Guys had to have sleeves, and mm-hmm. women couldn't wear, like, a shirt that had less than three fingers because yeah. if we too, saw too much of the shoulder, mm-hmm. I Yeah, I mean, I forget how we knew that was going to get us in there, but then we, we did it, and it worked. <laughs> how weird is it, too, that, like, like people used to, like, get caught in the bathrooms, like, having sex in high yeah. school and stuff like that? That yeah. was, like, the weirdest thing that I never understood. Me you'd be too. like, And you'd hear who it was, and you're like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Like, that's so weird. Or, yeah. like, under the bleachers and just... Locker room and like sneak into a there was a, a stairway that was like yeah. uh, like hidden and people would like go in the stairway and stuff like that. It was it's weird. Bizarre. Yeah. Like some of the stuff kids did, it was it's just weird. like I could understand being a principal. It's like you know what, whatever keeps them not like rabbits. I don't right. care. Oh, I don't want to. I don't. Can you imagine being a principal and you're just like walking around the school making sure everyone's in class and you like walk in on like two like fourteen year olds just. I don't even. I don't ugh. even know. Oh. And like a bathroom like shit on the wall and they're just like. I'll never, Ugh. I'll never forget too when I first moved. It's like Florida. a terrible job. I can't pay me enough to do that. When I first moved to Florida, uh, finishing eighth grade, I'll never forget like in gym class, like hearing two girls talking in the locker room. The girl said like, "Yeah, just sleep with them because it makes them so happy" or something like that. Like I'm like, the f- did she just say? Yeah. Like like they're talking about this as eighth graders. I'm just like, dang, I, I never. I was a prude. I was a major prude. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like I was not the one people people who like. Was having sex in eighth grade. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, same. I don't think any of my friends were doing that. And, yeah. uh, but, but I remember like in the locker room, like the showers, and there was just like open showers. And I'm like, do like the football players just like go in there and like take showers butt ass naked next yeah. to each other? I was like, I don't understand <laughs> that. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things like getting changed in the locker room. Like, I don't know. Isn't that a weird thing to like normalize? Is that yeah. like you're getting changed next to like other dudes and stuff like down there, like your boxers and stuff? I never. Did. I always thought it was like a weird thing. Yeah, changing for gym class. I was yeah. went into the stall. Like I never. Yeah, it was, there. and it, we used to get in trouble for doing that. We weren't allowed to wow, do that in uh, in middle school. Like like if they caught you going into the bathroom to get changed, it was like 
What, you guys fucking perverts? You guys watch us get that changed? Is, that's weird. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why we had... I, I, I still don't understand that. Yeah. It's weird. Why? I mean, I understand having to get changed and then go out and get sweaty and stuff like that, but, like, none of us are coming back and getting showers. Right. Like, it, in my middle school, it was an old high school, and they had showers... But they literally had stuffed the showers full of, like, equipment and stuff yeah. like that that wasn't being used. I don't remember. And it's like, we couldn't even use showers. So, like, we're getting sweaty, but our clothes are getting nasty, and then we're just going back. And then, like, kids would wear their gym shorts underneath their pants, yeah. so that way they didn't have to, like, take their pants yeah. off. I don't it was remember, just weird. Yeah, I don't remember anyone taking showers either back then, too, after gym. That's a good point. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, and they had showers, but they're, like, open as shit. Like, literally, like, yeah. if you walk in, in, the, in my actual high school, which is a newer high school, you'd walk into the bathrooms, and it would be, like... Go to the right, take a shower, go to the left, and you're, like, in the in the bathroom. So, like, if you were taking a shower, anybody who went to the bathroom saw you naked. Like, it's just weird. That is weird. I, I don't understand why that was normalized. And then, they, and then they wonder, like, oh, my God, he's showing too much shoulder. It's like, you had me get naked in front of, like, 15 dudes. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but we can't see too much of a girl's shoulder? Oh. Yeah, not to mention that reminds me of, like, the latest thing. And they can't see too much of my muscles. Not to get political, but, like, I guess... Biden trying to reinstate the whole transgender bathroom thing. Oh, really? That? No, I didn't hear about that. I get, it doesn't surprise me. It was like a... Fo- Bro, what? Danielle made an amazing point when all that shit started happening originally. It's like, they've been using whatever bathroom they want to and no one says shit. Pretty much. Unless some dude looking like Colton walks into the girl's bathroom. That's no we're one says about. shit. We're if laughing. it's an ugly chick, like, ugly chicks pee too. Like, what do you want? <laughs> they were laughing Colton. Colton saying like, hi, my name's Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have a shower with the girls. Yeah. 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 Transgender bathroom law. New. Now, what do you what do you think it should be like in high school? Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Because there was a lot of dudes I went to school with that are very feminine men that yeah. liked men. You know what I mean? Should they go to the girls' bathroom? If, if I'm if I have a child that's a legit biological girl and she has to go into the girls' locker room and get changed and stuff like that, even if the dude's gay, like I don't want to. Dude, no. like that—that's—that no. those locker room atmospheres are one of the worst. I can only imagine one of the worst and scary places for somebody who doesn't, you know, for a gay person, right? You know, they or somebody who doesn't, up. yeah, mm-hmm. a very feminine, feminine man. Because those dude, the the most of the gym teachers are like going to like their little like that's where their office is, and they just right. go into their office and like let their let you know the kids just get changed and stuff right. like that. And I'm like, like I don't know, like I could not imagine being gay and like being in a locker room like. Like, I, I imagine it's a very uncomfortable thing. It's not like, I wouldn't imagine it's like a, uh, like, like if a dude was in a girl's locker room. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's bizarre. Dudes are dicks. I concur. Yeah. That's where a lot of fights happen in the locker room. Yeah. At, uh, my schools. You had that issue, Colton? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fights. I don't remember, I mean, I don't remember anything major. That was the, that was the best place to... Settle it. Yeah, yeah. The, the teachers weren't there. Like the gym mm-hmm. teachers were like in their offices, like just thinking about how they're gonna go home and have no money. And like at the time, the gym teachers would watch. They didn't even care. Yeah, they would like slowly walk to like two yeah. kids, like slamming each other in the lockers and stuff like that. I don't ever remember seeing any fights like that. Oh, uh, the craziest one I ever saw. You ready for this, Kelly? This happened right in front of me, like me to you. Mm. And I'm walking. So like. There was, like, a bell for when lunch was over, and, like, they'd ring the bell, and then we'd all leave and go to our next classes. Well, the bell rang, and we're all walking, so there's, like, a, just a group of, like, people who had second or first or second lunch or whatever it was, and uh, my buddy Scotty at the time, he's, like, this big football player dude, and this other dude that was on the football team, too, 
was getting, I guess, pestered or bullied, or this dude was just talking some weird shit to him. And uh, he's like, I saw, I was like, oh, what's up, Scotty? Like, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see him that often. And he was like, shh. And he like puts his fingers like, shh. And he goes, watch Edgar. And I'm like, Edgar. I knew Edgar. I knew a couple classes with Edgar. And I'm like, look over, and he's pissed. And he's walking fast as shit, both his, both his fists balled. And he like gets besides this dude and just fucking cold cocks him oh. and knocks him straight to the ground. Like, full punch, side of the head. Dude didn't even see it coming. Like, basically just leveled the dude with one punch, and then he just kept walking. What was and it was in a that? group of people. Like, it was like a drive-by punch. Why? Why was he... Oh, the, the kid was b- bullying Edgar. Oh, so and he Edgar just, just ha- Edgar just had enough of wow. the shit. But he was, like, saying a lot of weird things and wouldn't leave Edgar alone, and, like, it, it was just really weird. He was just pestering him. From what I understand, I don't know, I wasn't there. But, uh, but basically, he, uh, from what I could understand, he had it coming. And, bro, the dude was, like, bleeding from his mouth and shit. I was wow. like... Oh, and Edgar just kept walking, but he was so mad that the teachers could tell what happened, yeah. that he did it. And uh, I was like, wow. Wow. Also saw Scotty get in a fight, too. Hmm. But that was for fun. It was weird. I had a great <laughs> high school experience. <laughs> I tell you that story? I think so. I think I told him that story. Hmm. Yeah, we uh, we went out into a parking lot, and there's this one dude. Scotty was, like, ripped, like, eight-pack. Like, he uh, he liked doing wrestling and uh, and fighting and stuff like that. He watched a lot of fighting and stuff and was pretty good at it. And, uh, he went out to a parking lot and, uh, and wanted to fight this other kid named Jamal who was like boxing and Jamal was like this kid who like smiled too much and, you know, like, like everyone sees and stuff. And it was just really weird. He like, he, uh, they like went to box and, uh, Jamal had really long arms and Scotty had very short arms compared. And, uh, basically all Jamal did was keep his fist out and Scotty kept running into his fist, trying to punch him. So Scotty had basically given himself a bloody lip with the other dude's hand. Oh jeez! And so when the when the teachers actually like got there and like stopped us because there was like a crowd, and uh, and they're like, all right, everyone here is going to get ten day suspension if uh, if you guys don't tell us who it was because they're like obviously it was Scotty. Scotty was like bleeding from his mouth. Mm-hmm. And like who was the other guy? And they and then finally like hey uh, like everyone was like come on just tell them because like no one wanted to actually spill the beans but we wanted Jamal to like you know say he did it, and. Uh, and Jamal was like, oh, it was me. And they're like, no, really, who was it? And they're like, it was me. And they're like, they're, the, literally the principal was like, or not the principal, one of the APs was like, you fought him and he looks like that. Like they were so confused. But originally it started as boxing, which Jamal has a much better advantage. He's much longer. He's been boxing and stuff like that. And then and then for like a split second, Scotty's like, let's just do MMA rules. We're going to throw kicks and stuff too. And he's like, okay. And as soon as he said that, Scotty threw a head kick that missed him by like a centimeter. And because Scotty had really phenomenal like dexterity or like uh, like basically could kick really good and stuff. And uh, completely missed this dude's face. And uh, or like not completely, like barely missed his face. And I think when he saw that, he was like, oh, never mind. And, and then he was like back. Yeah. And then went back to boxing rules. Yeah, but it was funny, too. The, the AP that did that uh, was friends with my dad. So it was kind of weird, too. I was like, oh, buddy, I says. And then we, we all went back to the principal's conference room, which was like this conference room. We're all sitting there, and this this other AP is yelling at us, you guys call yourselves his friend. Why would you let him do that? That is so despicable. You guys are the worst friends. If I had friends like you, yada, yada, yada. I was like, it was fun. Like, like we get it. You don't like fighting. Like, yeah. they wanted to fight, and we were like, all right, cool, we'll watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was the extent of it. That we were going to go walk into class, like, hey, Scotty and Jamal are going to fight. Are you going to go watch? It's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and so not like- that's why we're going to go to your guys', your guys house tonight and watch fight. Like, I just like watching it. Yeah. As long as, and it was good, all in good sport. It wasn't like Jamal and Scotty hated each other. It was yeah. just like the, the only other option they had was to wrestle in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. or like join karate or something. Wow. Yeah.
I can picture. You never saw a fight though. I mean, yeah, like they had it happened in our hallways. It wasn't like the locker room. Fights always happen and quit so fast. Yeah, that's what it was. I think I recall it. Especially ones about like actually like people hitting each other. I was. I don't remember ever being close to one like that. I just I just remember seeing like crowds and then being over super fast. Like, but yeah. My school had a very strict policy on fighting. You got fined like fifteen hundred dollars. No joke. And you got suspended. How can you find it for a week? Yeah, how do you find a how kid? You find a kid. Basically, the parent has to pay it. So the parent whips your ass enough to where you don't want to fight again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was. I've only seen like two fights in my school. I was never suspended. Never given ISS. No. No. Not that I can remember. No. I was a pretty good kid. I tried to stay out of trouble. Yeah, I would say I did the same. You had ISS for a boy. <laughs> so stupid. Oh man, so stupid. Now, were you and your sister raised differently at all? Uh, you just went. You just took two just different paths. Two different paths after uh, after graduation. My thing is, is uh, my sister always butt heads with my dad, but like I'm always the one who just like just accepts that I screwed up and like move on. Don't try to like argue my case and shit. Like yeah. She was the opposite. She always just thought she, thought she was right, and you know, always went against. So my, she, her, and my dad always went. My mom kind of just stayed out of it. Yeah. She and then she always thought I was the golden child because like I just don't. Because you were the younger kid. Yeah, that and like I didn't butt heads with him, so like he didn't have as hard of a time with me as as he did her. Could so. you see that happening to your kids one day too? It's like I'm turning out too differently. Because like I've heard about that before. Like one one of the guys I worked with, he, he was like a cop. At one point, and then decided he didn't want to be a cop anymore, and became a, a manager at, at, at you know where we worked. And then he uh, you know he was he was on this really good path, really good guy, really good worker. And his sister was like a drug addict, and they were both raised the exact same way. He's That's like, what scares me. It's like you do everything you can, like raise him right. Obviously, you know whatever the hell that means. Uh, you know, good characteristics and everything. Try and like transfer all that, but like they still want to be this asshole. That's what scares me. Like, where uh, does this come from? Like, I I think it's um. Me personally, I think that you have to instill morals up to a certain age, and then you have to hope that those morals help your your kids establish a friend group that isn't shitty. The friend group thing, hundred percent agree with that. At, at, once so... you're like thirteen, you basically decided who you are as a person, kind yeah. of morally, and then you pick friends based upon that. And if you don't pick good friends, you're going to turn out just like your friends. I hundred percent agree. Like it's all about the friends. Like you had this idea of like who you are. And they could just drag you the hell mm-hmm. the other way. Yeah. Like, like, hey, man, we're going to do heroin after school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you're like, yeah. Like, try this and then eat pizza. It's amazing. That's the scariest yeah. thing. Especially freaking thing about society these days. Good God. It'll be, mm-hmm. be a miracle. It'll yeah. be a miracle if they can make it through that bullshit. But yeah. like you said. So I think it's important to instill morals. Instill uh, morals, yeah. One of the things that I thought, uh, that I've heard before that I, I really kind of, like, understand, but... Uh, and a lot harder to do but a lot easier to understand is like um, you want to create a safe environment for your children to fail mm-hmm. yeah don't make them feel like if they screw up that they right. you're gonna like beat the shit out of them or something like right, that right right you want to like 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 you don't want them to stand on the side of a cliff and, and if they fail on the side of a cliff that's falling off a cliff and dying kind of thing you know what I mean that's it you want to you want to provide them a you know, let them learn and figure stuff out I feel, I feel like too many people they just they want less friction with their kids and less they spend less time. You know what I mean? There's so many. How many times you go to like a grocery store and they're like this kid's screaming and then they just give them the phone so right. they stop screaming right. and it's like, I mean I understand that in some aspects because sometimes you just you've had enough of it. You know what I mean? At the same time, like look what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're gonna re- rewarding that shit with this phone. Like right. The worst thing you could ever do. I yeah, think. yeah. You're le- you're teaching them to that when when they cry they get what they want. Exactly. Like, my parents did not do that. If I mm-hmm. like there was there, like. 
like when I was a good uh, coaching, I said like you didn't get that either. Yeah, like whenever I was a kid, um, like if I didn't want to eat what was for dinner, it was if you either eat what you're gonna eat or eat what we made, and you get to stay up until you have to go to bed or whatever, or you cannot eat it and go straight to bed. And that was my options. So I would sit there and cry and cry and cry, and they'd be like, I don't want to hear it. You either eat your food or you don't. Yeah. If you eat your food then you're good. You're good. Go play and do whatever you want. But if you don't eat your food, you're going to bed. I want to go to bed, but I don't want to eat. It's like, which one do you not want more? That's what we were discussing. It sounds ridiculous, but like there was a craft mac and cheese commercial came on. Like the kids like, I want that broccoli. And the next thing you know, she's eating a bowl of mac and cheese. Like, it's got a serving of vegetables. Like, it's something stupid <laughs> no, like that. No, not that. It was just like, oh, we didn't want this. Here's something that you want instead because you bitched about it. <laughs> exactly. I don't, yeah. No. Uh, Teaching a kid, you basically got to teach a kid grown-up lessons in kid form. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the same time, am I I going to be that parent like, sure, you guys can drink in the house. Go ahead. do do." I don't know if I'm going to be like that. (sighs) The drinking thing's difficult. The drinking thing's tough. You know? Like, you, you can do it under this roof safely. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult because then as a parent, you can be, if a cop show up, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like your ass. Yeah. 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 Uh, mixed emotions. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things where I'm just like, um, you know. I guess. If beers disappear from this fridge where I put beers, I'm not going to question anything and then just go back. I don't know. Right. It's, that's it's weird. That one's, a, that, one's a, that one's a weird one. Because you mean, know they're going to do it. I'm probably, I mean, I feel like Heather and Kevin kind of are on that same page where it's like, let them do things. Like, here, drink this. See what you think, you yeah, know? Let me, let me do something while I'm thinking about it. Continue. But no, that's it. I mean, just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I, I really don't... I think that's one of those things I'll just have to figure out when the time comes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, like if they're showing interest in wanting to drink, I'll be like, yeah, sit with me. We'll share some drinks. Let me know what you think. We're in the, I'm not going to be like, yeah, invite your friends over, have some beers. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, have a bonfire out here. Get wasted. Everyone <laughs> right. spend the night. It's right. going to be fabulous. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I think you have to give a, give your kids enough freedom to where they can go do that. But yeah. I don't know. How old were you when you got your phone? Oh. Oh. Like, somewhere around. <laughs> I don't remember. The car phone? Not the car phone. It was car phone. it was one of those old Nokia Bad gold phone. phones. Gold Nokia phone. Uh, I must have gotten it around, I'm guessing, I don't know, 13? 13. We'll go with that. I was in the end of my fifth grade year, and, uh, and I, my brother was in seventh grade. And he got a phone because he was in middle school and I fucking threw a tantrum. <laughs> I was like, why does he get one and I know? Well, Ryan, you get one, you go to middle school. Ah, I want one now. It's like no one had phones back then either. Now, it's so different now. Holy crap. Freaking elementary school kids with phones. Bro, toddlers that barely know how to talk. Can, like, can operate a phone. Yeah. yeah. Like um, there was a point several years ago where like uh, these people were – they were military people. They worked on the military base, and they were there was some weird rule at the campground that was for this military base because they stayed in a camper because they, they, uh, they didn't want to buy a house while they were both active duty. But they had a kid, and their uh, mother in law lived with them, or one of the lady the lady's mom lived with them, and their child. Uh, she's her name's Charlie. She was super cute, but she she was like 
three years old, two years old, like could like say like one word answers and could operate an iPad. And their grandma, who she like watched her during the day while they were at work, like couldn't operate the iPad. It's insane. Yeah. We could Fucking like talk up a storm insane. and like, yeah. you know, pay taxes and stuff. And it's like, this kid can't even talk, but she can like put on like some like Drake. Like she could play music <laughs> off of this iPad and like go on Facebook and like, like play games and stuff like that, but couldn't. Yeah. I'm like, wow. We had Snake on the phones that I learned. Yeah, on. I, got, I had Snake. Yeah, that was, that was Pong. Me. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember Pong, but I, 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 Pong. I oh, Pong. created my ringtone with the beep noises to make a Lincoln Park song. I was impressed with that. You could do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I had either <laughs> press three, like one, two, yeah, like texting right. on those things. Right. I uh, with a flip phone, uh, we had a thousand. I remember we had a thousand texts, and I thought a thousand was so many. I was like, man, I can text her forever. And I never even thought of it. Like, how am I supposed to know I hit a thousand texts? I don't know. I'm right. just, I, I wouldn't even come close to it. And, uh, and I undershadowed that in one, and I, I shattered that in, uh, in one month. And my, our dad, my dad's electric or phone bill went over, I think he said like $118. Yeah. And I, I had to work my ass off to pay that $118 wow. back for going over on my texts. Wow. Now, uh, like unlimited text just yeah. seems like a, a normal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. I remember like t- when texts became around like it was like a dollar a text or something crazy yeah i texted my grandma a picture once years ago and she was like you owe me 18 cents and i'm like geez grandma chill i was like i'll give you a dollar yeah, 18 I, cents she was so mad i texted her it's bizarre like how far we've come with technology like i'm yeah. just thinking about like it internet on phones yeah yeah, yeah. make sure it hit like in so quickly like, so you didn't accidentally go on the internet and charge your parents <laughs> yeah yeah you hit the wrong yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they, i remember in middle school I, I had the option i had one of those ones where it was like a normal phone it was like a bar phone but you could slide it sideways right. and you had the full keyboard right, right. oh i was a badass in sidekick school. i don't remember what it was hmm. I, it was an lg it was like a, it was an orange color lg bar phone and then nice. you could like slide it sideways and be like well bitch that's right i got full right. keyboard yeah and uh, and that had internet on it but but that was like 2010. Mm-hmm. I don't think the internet was that big thing, big of a thing back right. then. Maybe it was 2009. I don't know. But it wasn't that huge of a deal. Right. And uh, and I legitimately was like, like every time I would click on it, I was like, what's the point of you having internet? I don't even know what I can do on this. Right. Yeah. And then now it's like anything you can do on a computer, you can do on your phone. Like there's like it's, almost, inter- I mean, it's just a bigger screen and a key and a legit keyboard on a computer. Exactly. Yeah. I have a couple other things you can do, but you know, you can use, you can create a PowerPoint presentation on your cell phone. Literally. Yeah. Like, as far as, like, parenting goes with cell phones and things, um, I'm thinking teens, you can have one, and I'm going to be able to see everything that you do on it. I don't know. <laughs> things I don't will know. be locked down. There's go- yeah, there's going to be restrictions on the phone for sure. Um, just like, you know, how they have, like, kids kids mm-hmm. Netflix and stuff like that. Like, you have no privacy while you live under my roof. That's, that's the rule. That's the deal. Well, <laughs> yeah. a certain amount of privacy, but, like, I, I get to go through your phone. But think about it. <laughs> Think about it, at that time, there's probably going to be new technology that you yeah. don't fully understand that they're going to That's understand, true. and they're going to be able to hide stuff from That's you that true. you can't see either. So I mean, at some I point, at some point, you just have to hope you have good enough morals instilled in your That's kids. You know, I think it kind of ties in with the with the friend thing, like mm-hmm. the reach that they have through just the internet can, be, yeah. can lead them down some kind of path. You know, you don't even yeah. know. Like, yep. it's crazy. Remember, you used to like download songs illegally. <laughs> yeah, that yep. was a thing too. Mm-hmm. I did, I did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everyone did. <laughs> Everyone did. I had like a whole like list of like, 
I would like download a song and be super bad quality. I'm like, oh, I gotta go through and go through the whole system again and like go download the song because you can only listen to like tidbits of it. It's crazy. Mm. It's weird how long. I mean, now you got Spotify where you can just yeah. pay ten dollars a month, and you remember you used to pay for songs on iTunes. Yeah. Like a dollar twenty nine or ninety nine cents per song. Yep. About an album, it was like eleven dollars. Isn't that weird? I just paid for the service. And, and then the iTunes didn't even see Spotify coming. They made Apple Music, and then by that time, it was too late. Yep. Spotify is awesome. It is. Whatever music. You want to listen to a song? Just look it up. That's it. I remember when we first got Spotify, uh, like ACDC wasn't on there. Mm. And now they've got... I, I can't think of a band that isn't on right. Spotify. I just don't know. If, if they weren't before, they are I think. Now. I think at one point... Uh, see if you can pull this up, Colton. Um, Taylor Swift... Oh yeah, I remember that. She there was like a whole, there was like a whole epidemic, a whole thing with Taylor Swift on Spotify. That. She refused to go on it for some reason. I don't know. Just, uh, try, try the Taylor Swift on Spotify deal. Uh, here we go. Yeah, it was. I remember Danny. Danny said that she wanted to like get paid like a specific amount, or they wanted a special deal. Entire catalog back in her first four albums haven't been available since November twenty fourteen, and her first October. Valuable things should be paid for, is what she said in 2014. And now, infamous essay for the Wall Street Journal, Swift wrote, Music is art, and art is important and rare. Important rare things are valuable. Valuable things should be paid for. It's my opinion that music should not be free, and my prediction is that individual artists and their labels will someday decide that an album's price point, what or what an album's price point is. So I'm assuming they paid her a bunch of money to get a contract with her. Her, her, uh... Sales, physical and digital, were plummeting. Oh, just in general, album sales were, were already because people are all going to Spotify. Yeah, yeah, because you could just get you could pay a monthly fee. Yeah. Wow. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how. I, I would like to. I'd be curious to learn more about how Spotify works. You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as how do you get onto? I guess you can just upload whatever. You, can you upload whatever you want at this point? I have not found anything in recent huh. time that I can't just listen to. I just look up a band or look up a song. Most of the time, it comes up. Um, like this, this podcast. Once we start posting them, which hopefully will be you know soon, and uh, and it should be on. It'll be on Spotify. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. you can upload to it. It doesn't cost you anything to upload. No. Wow. Not that I know of. Huh. Right. Seems like it's free. I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting. I think it was, I think it was free. So um, with it, they just want to be. They want to be like how Netflix is with video. They want to do that with audio. Right. And now that now like the like Joe Rogan's podcast actually has video with it too. I'm wondering why we haven't gotten there yet with like movie streaming, like where you can't just watch whatever you want as long as you pay for that. You, like you only can watch what they provide you at that time. Mm. No, it's, it's that. a lot of it is like who owns that content. Yeah. You know Contracting. I mean? yeah. Contracts. Basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Like they pay them. Like like the Office just left Netflix mm-hmm. in, uh, in January, and now they're on Peacock, which is this new streaming service. Oh jeez. And there's all these different streaming services now. I mean, yeah. you could. I mean, the reason that Netflix was so great at first was because, in my opinion, obviously I don't know this, but in my opinion was because, um, you know, like, you'd have to watch commercials on TV and you couldn't just start it and stop it when you wanted unless you had a DVR right. and then you had to pay for channels and if you wanted, mm-hmm. oh, you got a thousand channels. Well, who can watch a thousand channels? Mm-hmm. It just gives you more options. But then on Netflix, it's like, here, here's all the things. You just yep. pick what you like. You pay $10 a month. You're good. Or mm-hmm. whatever it was back then. It was not expensive. And uh, we used to watch. It, what really got me on Netflix was Family Guy, because Family Guy was on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I loved Family Guy. 
it's interesting. I guess the question comes to like maybe one day we will have that streaming service that does have everything. If there's so many of them now, yeah. though. there's so many different ones. I, I question if there'd be one go-to one. No, I think you just you have to if there's a specific show you want to watch, you have to do the free trial and you have to watch it within that That's free it. trial exactly. and then end it. Yeah. Who doesn't do that right now? Like, yeah, didn't we do that? Uh, Danny and I did that with um, is it HBO? Chernobyl. Yeah. Yeah, with watching Chernobyl documentary. You watched that oh, too? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was amazing, right? Haunting. <laughs> yeah, scary, right? Yeah. It's hard to believe it's real. It's haunting. It was but, scary. But but it is believable that it, it really is. did happen. It is. Because it's like, you know, hmm. I understand. It still gives me chills. Just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. That, was a, that was a really, and they did a really good job putting that together, whoever put it they together. They did. It was yeah. awesome. It yeah. was very. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, you know, I, I was, uh, I really enjoyed some of the stuff that was on Netflix too. Like, um, yeah, was it? Two or three weeks ago, <laughs> there's a movie on there that was about um, Carol Shelby. Do you know who Carol Shelby is? Creator of the Shelby Mustangs. Okay. It was a very big influential dude on cars mm-hmm. and like race cars. And um, there was a documentary on Netflix called Shelby America, which you ever get a chance to watch. It's really actually interesting, but actually talks about like racing and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you learned about like Ferrari and how Ferrari basically like had this specific racing thing that they were really really good at and how the the dude did not like americans and hmm. uh the, the guy who owned ferrari was like enzo ferrari or whatever his name was and um it was a really good documentary but i wanted to watch it with my papa because he was big into race cars and stuff like that and uh and i've been telling my grammy to like get him to watch it and she just was oh, okay and then just never right. did and then um you know papa wasn't doing so well um you know for like a while uh, these last couple of months and, uh, and she was like, Hey, can you sit with him while I go to the grocery store? I was like, yeah, we'll come over and just sit with him. And I put that movie on and I was watching. And so like, he was so tired. He kept trying to like fall asleep and I'd be like, Oh, Papa, did you see that? Oh yeah, I saw it. No, you didn't. Come on. You didn't see, I didn't tell him that. I was just like, oh. I just kept waking him up, waking him up. Yeah. And then like, like he, he'd saw some dude and he would like say his name. Like, I don't remember who it was. And he's like, Oh, that's yada, yada, yada. And then the name, they would say his name. And I'm like, what does he know? And then he would just fall asleep. <laughs> Hey, Papa! It was, just, it was fun. Uh, but it's a really good movie. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it was fun to be able to do that with him. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he passed it was a little bit over a week ago. It was on a, uh, Thursday. So, yeah. Today's Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a little bit over a week ago. But I just got his watch fixed. The one that he always wore. That's wearing so his watch cool. now. Yeah. You're wearing his jacket up. Where's yeah, it's, it's behind you right oh, now. The jacket. The red, white, and blue. Look at that. Yep. Oh. That's that patch that's on it is an AM AMX racing team. That is pull so pull cool. up an AMX Colton. Pull up it's a uh, American Motors Continental AMC AMX. Nice. The AMX stood for uh, a, uh or maybe it's not AMC. Yeah. Yeah, now click on images. So, have you ever heard of a Javelin? Yeah. The car the Javelin, it's the same as a Javelin, but they cut um you can click on any one of those uh, and they cut I want to say it was 8 inches, 6 inches out of out of the the midsection of it, so it was a shorter wheelbase car. Wow. Yeah, pretty badass. Uh, okay, you see that orange one right there? That car? Yeah. That's badass, right? That is very I forget cool. what that. It's like an AMX three. Yeah, AMX three. Those things are. So, we'll give. We'll, we'll look that up in a second. You see that red, white, and blue one right there, Colton? That's exactly what Papa's look like. In wow. fact, that might be my Papa's. I'm not, uh, no, it's not. That's crazy. So my papa's was a 390 big block, which means 390 cubic inches. Um, but but they, they came in two different motors. I believe it was a 401 and a 390. And uh, and his was a 390, but he swapped a 401 big block into it. 
and it was so loud. Mm. So I drove that illegally once when I had my permit. <laughs> it was well, I guess it was. I had my permit. I think my dad was with me. Wow. But they're gorgeous cars, right? They're short wheelbase. I, they're, I they're, like it. They're I a muscle car. It looks super fun to drive. Yeah. Type in uh, AMC Javelin, Colton, and you'll see they, they look identical. This was their. This was kind of their answer to the Mustang, I believe. So this was like a pony car. So the Javelin is the same as the Javelin, but the Javelin was a longer vehicle. It was more similar to like a, a Challenger. God. Those um, are good looking cars, right? I like it. When I was growing up, like we lived right off of like a main highway in Michigan. We had what was called Woodward Dream Cruise. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. Just up north, like I said, on that main road. Um, super, it would have a, uh, in August every year. We always took our, everyone took their chairs out of the side of the road. And we just, nice cars, just take, they take laps. Like, I, I'm way too young to appreciate any of them. But like, yeah. loud, I remember the smell and like the loud ass yeah. cars. Yeah. Actually, so cool. Like, yeah. they shut down the road. Like, it was just, just, you get to sit and watch all the nice-ass cars go by. Super yeah. old, super new. Like. Yeah, I have a, this is May 5th, 2012. Let's see if it'll play. Is there a recording of that? Yeah. Wow. My father's AMX. Wow. Nice. So, sounds so, needy. Sounds yeah. It was so loud. And it had a muffler on it too. It just had holes filled wow. in it. That's nuts. And that's, that's obviously not a really good recording. That's on the right. 2012 phone. It doesn't do adjustments at all. Like, you do the same video going over again? No. This is, a, this is a, one recording. Oh. So I'm not even subbed over yet. Oh. So uh, being that Papa passed away and he was one of my best friends, I'm going to take that jacket uh, and uh, I was like, actually looking at, at, at Lowe's today, looking at wood and stuff to make a, a little shadow box for it. That's so cool. That's really got his cool. name embroidered. You can definitely t tell he wore it. Like yeah. the white is like yeah. faded to yellow. You know, the you could tell the, the car. Yeah. That is so cool. And the patch, the AMA, AM, AMX racing team. It's really neat. Yeah, and he's got his name stitched onto it. I never saw, I don't remember ever seeing him wear it, but it no. seems like something he would have worn a yeah. lot. So, but the the watch was really important to me because in you know the last several years, uh, remembering him, this is always the watch he wore. And I told him, "Papa, I really like your watch." Yeah, me too. I said, "Let me have it." No. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's so it, cool. It's a really nice. It's a good looking watch, but I remember it, it mainly means the most to me because he used to wear it all yeah. the time. He had a really nice watch. He had a Philip Stein watch. It was like a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar watch, but he never wore it, and it was it was a weird looking watch. Mm. Uh, Col Colton, pull up a, a AMX or AMC AMX three, and I thought it was the coolest looking car. I, I want to know the story behind it one of these days, but that's a badass looking car. You telling me that's like a nineteen seventies? It's like a GT almost. Yeah, that's what I thought. Hmm. They're badass. I think that was like their race car back then. But like that that one in the top right, that orange and black one looks so good. They only made like five hundred of them or three hundred of them or something like that. They did not make a whole bunch of them, but they're pretty cool looking cars. I wonder what motor they had. Ultra Rare AMC AMX sells for four hundred thousand dollars. Wow. God, those are so good looking. Oh wow. Most AMX threes were powered by a mid-mounted AMX. Oh, so it was a mid-engine three ninety that produced three hundred and forty horsepower. It sent its power to the ground via an Italian-made four-speed transaxle. Others received AMC's lesser 360 V8 
including uh, including the vehicle sold today. Lesser 360. Weighing in the neighborhood of 3,000 pounds, the stiffness didn't come at a cost. The car would was still deemed to be good enough and certainly suitable as the customer magnet to set up in the showrooms. But as the beans were counted, it became clear that the AMX-3 would simply be too expensive to compete with the Pantera and too costly as a program to justify in the face of financial struggles. Therefore, the project was canned in 1970. Mm. But it's a gorgeous car. Mm-hmm. Imagine getting one of those and like putting like a, like a Tesla, like turning it into like a Tesla oh. or something. Wow. Dude, it's just a good-looking car. All right, now pull up Philip Stein watches. That was the other thing that one of the Papa had. And it was just, Grammy always talked about it. Yeah. Grammy always talked about it. He's like, oh, he's a Philip Stein. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So fancy. Yep. See, see that uh, fourth one there with like the double dial? Oh. It looks similar to that. But no, 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 I'm sorry. The brown one right there. There you go. Wow. That, that, that looks very similar to what he had. That's odd. And that makes, it does nothing for me. He never wore it that I remember seeing. Huh. Like, okay, that was a th- sounds like a very, you know, it sounds like a way to spend money, I guess. What's going on? Six hundred dollars. Bottom clock seconds. Is that I, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand. Oh, that's a good. Oh, price. that's four hundred eighty. Uh, that was a Patek Philippe, HP Platinum Minute Repeater, Tour Billion Enamel Dial. Tell us time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that was one of the nicer watches he had. So, but that was, that that didn't do anything for me. You know, didn't really excite me. Especially if he didn't wear it. It's not like sentimental either. No, this was sentimental because we always talked about it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I, I, uh, I think sucked the most was we always went to breakfast with him, you know, on Saturdays to that, you know, the same shitty restaurant that only old people went to eat to and, uh, and Ebor. And, uh, I loved going there just because you spent time with them and they liked going, you know, and, and even they would admit they didn't go there cause it was the best food. Mm. They just went there cause it was a place we always met at. Yeah. And then there was a, right across the street, there was like a little farmer's market and we'd always go walk around the farmer's market afterwards. Or if we had something to do or a place to be, we wouldn't, but you know, that was great until COVID stopped and then, and then, or COVID started and then we stopped going Yeah. and that kind of sucked. That's so. sad. There was just, there was, I couldn't even remember the specific time, but there was just, there was one time we went and it was just the last time we went. Wow. That sucks. So. That is, that does suck. So, but he enjoyed going. I, I used to go to breakfast with him to an, with another place on Tuesday morning um, when I was in middle school. Because during like summer vacations on Tuesday mornings, I had nothing else to do, and we would hang out with my grandparents, and they would like go to get groceries at Sam's Club afterwards. And wow! I always spent a lot of time with my grandparents compared to like my other like my other uh, their other grandkids. They would mm-hmm. you know Grammy always said that for some reason I spent the most time with them. I don't know. Wow. I enjoyed being around my grandparents. You learn a lot. Yeah. So especially with them being married for sixty two years. Yeah. I remember their. Uh, it's always a huge deal for a 50th wedding anniversary and we had like a big they like rented a country club and like we had like a nice dinner at a country club for their 50th uh, we were late to it too you want to hear this story we were late to it my dad's a firefighter my dad was doing like I want to say 65 and a 45 and went right through a speed trap for Mm. the cops we were taking my grandparents to their 50th wedding anniversary Mm, with me and my brother yeah, and we were late getting there. So we were late taking them to their own party. Oh, man. And so my dad's hauling ass, freaking out that he's, that he's late. And uh, and we get there, or, we're, you know, we get pulled over. And dad was like, oh, shit. 
and uh, and we get pulled over, and I just remember the dude like, you know, getting my dad's license and registration, and uh, and my dad gives him his uh, firefighter ID or whatever, it's basically something that showed that he was a firefighter, and uh, and he went and checked everything out and saw that everything was good. And he came back and just said, you know, he's like, you need to slow your ass down, and that's what he told my dad. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, we're late getting to, to like, you know, taking them to their 50th wedding anniversary. But it was, that was one of the weird things I had to learn about that, like, I don't know if a lot of people talk about is, like, firefighters, they pretty much get away with, like, speeding and stuff like that, just mm-hmm. like cops, other cops do. It's like a professional courtesy. Yeah. That was it's a like weird thing I had that. to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, what if that cops got shot and bleeding out, and then the guy he gave a ticket's like, hey, man, oh. didn't, you, didn't you give me a ticket? He's like, oh, help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's one of those like, things. It's, it's, it is a, yeah, you don't think about that. Like, you take, you take care of each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes sense. Mutual respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I um, I always wondered why cops or why firefighters aren't allowed to have guns on them. If they should, I think they should. If they they should have to do some kind of like training or something, obviously to to have it. But I think if they are willing to, they should be allowed to because. I mean, sometimes cops are the first ones to get to scenes, or I'm sorry, sometimes firefighters are the first ones to get to scenes that cops should be there as well. You know, somebody that's got good. shot, you know, and there's, that's or, or domestic abuse or something like that. You know what I mean? They have no, nothing, nothing on them to yeah. protect themselves. It's oh, yeah. like, my, wow. Yeah, my dad's got a lot of crazy stories about how he's been like, you know, scared for his life on, you know, running calls. Wow. Because, you know, if grandma dies, we're killing all y'all. I was like, what? You're, she got, she's having a heart attack. Like, Maybe grandma should eat healthier, not smoke. <laughs> oh, the person, like, the person's like, grandmother who's in trouble is yeah. saying, "If you let her die, we'll kill." Yeah, if she oh. dies, it's y'all's fault. You wow. Know, like, yeah, all this shit. Wow, that's nuts. And they're the ones that like. There's been scenes too that they've had to wait for police get to to get to before they could do anything. That's ridiculous. Yeah, one of those things it is what it is. I guess. Yeah, it's weird. I think first responders need to be able to protect themselves. Yeah. You know? And if a firefighter is carrying a gun and they're not supposed to be and they shoot somebody and they were justified doing so but they weren't supposed to have it, they can that puts their livelihood at risk. Right. And it's like it's that's, one of the toughest jobs. That's, that's why, crazy. Yeah, I had a friend ask me once, he was like, Why you know, you were your dad was a firefighter, why didn't you become a firefighter? And, and I responded with him, Because my dad was a firefighter. That's why I didn't want to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I saw what I learned mm-hmm. I learned what not what I didn't want to be because wow. of it. That was that job was rough. PTSDs are real. Yeah, which I mean, you hear all the time. I, I imagine you hear all the time um, people, people whose parents they, they follow in their footsteps and do the same thing. But mm-hmm. I guess if you want to be a part of that, you want to be a part of that. Maybe you just didn't, but maybe other people do. I don't know how that works. But yeah, you didn't do it. You didn't. You didn't follow in the same footsteps as your parents, as far as like. Did your parents go to college? They didn't. My, uh, my mom didn't finish, but she did start it, and then my dad did not. And uh, just, yeah, there wasn't really, not to say there wasn't much to follow flipping in. Like, mom, like I said, it wasn't a super crazy high job, but, like, she stuck with it for years. And I think I kind of, in, in a sense, followed her in that way. Right. I picked something and stuck with it. I've been sticking with it for years, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My mom, so. both my parents worked for the county. My dad worked as a firefighter. My mom worked in the actual county center. Um, my mom was a vet early on. My dad, you know, this is before me, my brother, she was a vet. And then my dad was a, like a veterinary, veterinarian assistant or whatever. And then my dad was a, he had his own landscaping company and he also was a surveyor at one point. Hmm. But, you know, pretty much it. I heard, uh, like an old, old community college professor said once, which kind of struck me was, um, like, as you get, as you grow up 
if anything impacts you like majorly, you usually they choose that as a career. Like let's say a kid falls and like breaks her leg, and then they want to become a doctor because of the influential impact that maybe a doctor had on them during that experience. Hmm. Definitely wasn't worded like that at all, but you get right, the gist. Right, I get the gist of what you're saying. <laughs> See, I, I had the uh, almost exact opposite experience. So, like, I was in and out of the hospital a lot as a kid, and because I was in and out of the hospital a lot, I didn't. I learned that I didn't want to be a doctor because I didn't like the atmosphere. It, like, I viewed the hospital as not something I liked. It was mm. not something I liked, and it was a bad experience for me. And I did not want to have. I did not want to put my be in that situation all the time. So yeah, I did not want to. That be where I spent most of my time was in a place I didn't like. Yeah, makes sense. Kind of swings both ways in that way. Right. Mm. But I do enjoy doing the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how long, if you had to guess how long we've been going for. What would you say? Two hours. Almost. Nice. Almost. Yep. Almost two hours. So nice. you want to wrap this up, or you got want to talk some more? I'm cool with whatever. I guess we can wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for coming back on, Kayla. Thanks for we'll having have, me. Well, you'll be back on eventually, I'm sure. I didn't realize it was going to be this soon, you coming back on again, but it's just COVID ramping up during the, the cold months and stuff like that. And It's safer to stick with people that you are familiar I, with. And maybe once I, if I do get the vaccine, maybe I'll feel a little bit more comfortable with having a few more people, but even even the vaccine, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. Right. It just makes the symptoms not as, not as serious. Right. So, um, you know, well, I'll probably re, re, uh, reevaluate the situation at that time. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Well, thanks for coming on, Kayla. Thanks.